You're listening to the Madcast Media Network. Madcastmedia.com. This episode is brought to you by ButcherBox. For free bacon and $20 off your first box, go to butcherbox.com slash madcast and enter madcast. <laughs> Welcome to the best debate in the universe. Every debate in the universe from love songs to dirty dogs. With over 4 million downloads, I'm your host, Maddox. With me is the rear admiral of Tangents, Ron Babcock. Thank you, Maddox. And special guests this week, Camilla Paiva and Dreadbeard. Yeah. Welcome back to the show. Amazing, amazing show this week. We've got a new sponsor, ButcherBox, in the house. We're going to talk about that a little bit later in the show because we're eating some of the ButcherBox meats that they've sent us. They're fantastic. But we should talk about the debate this week. Today, we're going to be debating, is social media making us depressed? And with us, we have two amazing guests. We have the returning Dreadmere and yeah. first-time guest singer-songwriter Camilla Paiva. Camilla, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, guys, for having me. Yeah, oh, thanks yeah. for coming in. Love the And Dreadmere, welcome cool. back. Always good to have you. You <laughs> just got is. back from MythCon. Yeah, I did. Yeah. With Blair, actually. With Blair White. I flew with Blair and Jacqueline and Joey. So. Oh, great. They're just wonderful people. They're so, they're so much fun. All good things to yeah. say. Was it yeah. MythCon? MythCon. MythCon. Yeah. Mythicist Milwaukee was the people. They put it on, and it's about... It's like a philosophy, political convention... Where a bunch of like, you know, commentary YouTubers and personalities and you know whatever me Man, go I, and they start talking about politics and a lot of did those convos get? Not as deep as I would like them to go. <laughs> I, I expressed a lot of my issues with it to everybody, so I think they all just knew. a real fun. But it, it, it was a good. There was good discussions. They were good. They were in, entertaining. Um, Camilla, are I, you? Do you follow any of this shit? I I honestly have no fucking idea. Oh yeah. okay. Well, <laughs> I don't know. This. Well, before we get too lost in the woods here with the with MythCon and everything, Camilla, we should mention you are a singer songwriter. Now, here's something kind of interesting. I ki- I mentioned on this very podcast, mm. uh, I kind of indirectly referenced to you because we met at a weed party. Yes, that I that I popped into. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it was a secret party yep. that I went to, and yep. I that was like the first uh, joint I ever smoked. Very proud of you. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Are you? Yeah, and so we kept in touch, and you have this uh, this amazing music career that you've you, you released, uh, you've been releasing EPs, and, and is that a full album that yeah, you released? Yeah, it's, it's actually just, I've been just releasing singles. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. It's just, I think a lot of people are doing it right now. It's just easy. Just easier. Singles, the hot thing, huh? Easier to promote, <laughs> easier to keep people's attention that way. You put one, you just, I feel like if you put an EP out, you know, one fan will be hooked on that EP for one week and then get over it. Or you give them a single and they'll be hooked on that single for one week. And then a week or two later, they'll be hooked on another single for a week. So it gives them. Yeah, so you're like Takashi69. Yeah, yeah you know hopefully that just not as obnoxious and. I don't know. I haven't uh, heard your music. You might be more obnoxious, but he's yeah. Every time he releases a song, it's like an event. Like it's like he's like ten for ten. Like every song, like 50, 200 million views. It's crazy, and it's they're all singles. Like I'm yeah. definitely not getting those kind of views. Uh, I wish you, you will. Uh, yeah, I'm thinking of uh, switching course from stand-up comedian to SoundCloud rapper. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Lil Babcock. No. Yeah. Babcock. Just gonna rap purely about hummus. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's gonna be pretty tight. It, it Niche can work. Market. So all you need is a tweet that goes viral and then promote it on your first reply like oh by the way guys by the way guys sound yeah, yeah. it's so sad that that's the way Listen people to my have new to... single hummus factory yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's the only way anyone gets any traction on twitter you can get a tweet i've seen tweets on twitter yeah. with like two hundred thousand retweets and likes and then i check the account that posted it right because it's the original account 600 followers what the fuck like how do people even grow on twitter how do people even grow on social media if 
you get something that's a legitimate bona fide viral hit and nobody's clicking like or follow. And we could even go one step further, which is what does it even matter? <laughs> you know what? It does matter because that's... <laughs> <laughs> that was not the right button. Not the right button. Yeah. Knocked the wind out of my sail. Anyway, uh, Camille, so we're going to find out. All right. We're uh, going to find out if you're the next Takashi 69. Is oh, it 69? Really, 69. I is, hope yeah. not, man. 69, please. He's got... That's sick. That's it's sick as fuck. It's not 69? It's 69. It's 69. Yeah. No, it's 69. He says 69? Six six yeah, Takashi 69. No, it dude. actually is 69. That's, that's his Come name. On. He has 69 tattooed on his body. <laughs> that's tight. <laughs> they either call him... Like, Please, Takashi 69 is my... Takashi 69 or just 69. Takashi 69 is my dad. You can call me Takashi 69. Yeah. It reminds me of the first time I ever went to a video game store and I had no idea any about anything about Dragon Ball Z and I hadn't ever said the name of the show in out loud before. So I went up to the guy, the clerk, and I'm like, yeah, so how's that Dragon Balls game? And he just, <laughs> he just Dragon Balls Snickers, wow. and he's like, hey, hey, Tom, how's that Dragon Balls game we have? And they both start laughing and pointing at me and just like having wow. a good fucking time. Even all the nerds were laughing. He doesn't even know what Dragon Balls is. <laughs> it's Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, well, how would you fucking know that if you've never seen it? You've never heard it spoken out loud, dipshit. Right. I'm not the stupid one. You're the stupid one. It's like right on the You did say, uh, hey, how's that Dragon Balls game? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dragon Balls. I lost my nerd cred. Like the one place I feel safe in life is in a video game store. I hate, fun I hate when people make fun of you for shit that, like, at one point they didn't know either. Right. Yeah, and as soon as they know, they pull up the drawbridge oh. and they just dipshits to you. You're like, yeah, yeah, yeah okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys win this one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm the asshole. You're the asshole. Mm-hmm. Anyway. I'll be revoking my GameStop membership now. Yeah. I still bought a game that day. <laughs> <laughs> what game? Anything good? It was, I think it was Silphied for Sega CD. Um, old school. Very old school. It was oh. a big hit. <laughs> Such a nerd. Like a what, are, what are you talking about? <laughs> It was a space shooter, Dreadmere, where you took on a galactic. It was the one of the first full motion video games, but like the backgrounds were rendered in polygons. You're not, yeah, he's not Dreadmere polygons. <laughs> you got me. I'm convinced you're not a nerd. Okay. Yeah, no, like, definitely Star not. Star Fox was in real time, and Silphied was part real time and part rendered, pre-rendered. Well, <laughs> Dipshit. Gee, I feel like I'm in a GameStop right now, <laughs> getting made fun of. Dude, I've been, I once went in to buy one game at a GameStop, and I walked out with like three games, a membership. Those guys are some of the best sales associates I have ever seen. Mm. Yeah, there's some hustle. They have yeah. their shit down. Yeah. You know, it's even more dangerous now, like gaming. Like I, I like if I ever play, I, I've used Xbox One. I like like RPGs. Like I love Skyrim and stuff like that. Yeah. And it's so dangerous because you can just download everything online. And I'm like, oh, wow, they have a pack of fucking mounts. Like, I, I don't need a dinosaur to ride around, but it's only $23 <laughs> for a digital dinosaur that I can ride around. I'm definitely going to buy it. And then yeah. by the end of the year, I've spent like fucking $300 on like backpacks and fake <laughs> horses for yeah. Skyrim. Clothes. You're it's spending like, real money on fake clothes. Yeah, When seriously. I don't even spend real money on real clothes. I need some new yeah. clothes. I know. My clothes suck I right now. I'm running out. Yeah, it's <laughs> crazy. <laughs> don't fucking I know me, shithead. I'm agreeing with you. I'm tired of that. I'm tired of that. Uh, I'm on your side, Matt. No, you're not. <laughs> Skinny jeans over here. Uh, we, we got uh, oh, we got Taylor Nikolai in the chat room, guys. If you're in the chat room, we do these streams live. I will be reading some of your super chats all throughout. Um, he says uh, this podcast should be Ron Babcock and no one else. You know, fuck you. <laughs> don't come back for a Taylor. You know, I revoked that policy has been changed. No Taylor song on this podcast. Done. You know what songs we do Thanks, have? On- Taylor, you can, you can do it on my podcast anytime. <laughs> no, 
the uh, you know what songs we do play on this podcast though, Camilla. I brought a sample from one of your songs. Oh, you this oh, one's shit. called "Stop Angeles." Okay, right? cool, cool. Okay, so it's one of your one of your. Uh, it just came out not too long ago, right? Yeah, I think like a week and a half ago, actually. A week and a half ago. Holy shit! This is a basically new, new song. New, new. It's a new baby. Song. Is this the one now? You you shot a music video and you were looking for people to go downtown to like a club or something. That, is that... that was a different one. Yeah, oh, that was no. a different. One. This it's one not we did out. we did shoot a video for in my apartment. Really creepy videos for this it's gonna be song. pretty interesting yeah now i listened to the lyrics of this song mm-hmm. and it's like it's a beautiful song it's very melancholy but the lyrics is like it, it hits so close to home and if you guys listen to the full song I, I highly recommend it look it up it's called stop angeles but here's a little clip listen to this Falling to pieces, scattered in across the ground everyone's speechless Nobody stops to help you out. Don't make no eye contact. No. Baby, the baby that needs to see me. Amazing. That's so yeah. cool. I, I really Thank like you. that. I really like that song. It's like Thanks. very smooth, really good sound. Um, and it's very much about like the LA kind of like what it's kind of like in Los Angeles and how people come to sometimes like stab you in the back and, and use you and abuse yeah, yeah. you and stuff like that. It seems like it comes from a place of a lot of experience. And I hate to say that because it's a, it's a horrible experience. Yeah. But is that something, <laughs> is that something, is it, has that been your experience in Los Angeles? Uh, not, I mean, I've definitely met a lot of people in the industry that come off very um, just... Fake? Fake, man. Everybody, you you know. (laughs) Ron Babcock, I have a podcast. (laughs) I haven't gotten that yet here. No, but just, it sucks. You know, people are so open and willing to talk about, like, what you should change about the way you look and um, just shit that shouldn't have anything. Yeah, yeah, it shouldn't have anything to do with your music. And I mean, (laughs) plastic surgery right now, which I'm not against. Don't get me wrong. I'm not against plastic surgery. If it's going to make you feel better about yourself as a person, please do it. Yeah. But it's becoming almost like a, like a part of it like promoted it's it's like you need to do it and people are talking about it like you know yeah like they have the answers a lot of people like, try to make it seem like you got to do this like this, you and should this. Like, like instead of well all right let's work on y- your development as an artist and, and your music what about like would you consider a boob jo- like the fuck like shouldn't we talk about the yeah, music, work on your music first like, <laughs> first we got to talk about them titties. the titties and you, can, yeah. and you can tell that's the way to ask in a post me too era <laughs> Would you consider a boob job? Right, yeah. <laughs> Whereas before it was like, hey, get a boob job. Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah, the good old days. Totally different. Yeah, where we yeah. made so much progress. Right. Uh, yeah, it's 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 interesting. Um, but it's an, it's an amazing song, guys. Look it up. It's on, uh, I, I listen to it like on YouTube, that. but it's on Spotify as well. Yeah, yeah. That's the song, like, in if I was watching Insecure, and then, like, two of the characters started boning, they would use that song I'd in the background. I'd be so okay with that. That was very, like, oh, hey, what's going on? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Pretty I, awesome. Yeah, I have a question, and this kind of leads into our discussion, right? Sure. But, so, okay, you are in the music industry. Is that crossover, or is it mostly, like, social media? Do you have, like... Yeah, uh, mostly, like, social media, Um you mean like like how I really, is it like, like mostly social media people, SoundCloud people, or do you is it like more on the music side? Because I don't know. I mean, it's I don't both. Make... I mean, okay. it's it's uh, I mean, social media actually surprisingly, I get way more love. There's real. I don't really have haters right now <laughs> okay. yet. Everybody's really supportive um, on my Instagram. I get a lot of shares, a lot of love. Um, a lot of people are reaching out from Brazil. They're really excited about seeing like a Brazilian artist do you know american music and uh 
it's more in person. Like I've had some meetings with people, you know, let's say, you know, an A and R or or somebody who's a music manager whose whose job is to basically meet artists and scout artists or whatever it is. Or half of them don't actually do what they say they do. It's you know, I could do this and I know this person and this and I could do that and then you never hear from them again. Yeah, no, I've they met just a lot want of to talk like a big that. game. Yeah, they'll come up to cool you and they're like, "Oh, dude, you're it. This is it. We're gonna get you. Like, this is big. Like, when, and then and then." And then, you know, what, like, they give me their card and, and never again. And then other guys, like, will completely ignore me to shake the hand of, like, Robbie Epic Sauce, for example. And so it's like, it's it goes both ways. Sometimes you're invisible and then sometimes they're like, It's oh. the same thing in, in, like, comedy at, like, big festivals. You know, you just be talking to someone and you could just see their eyes, like, glaze past you. And you're like, oh, so, so someone way more famous is behind yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah. They just, yep. they just go. And I'm like, I, I just want to be like, can you just try and just be a real person just right. for a few yeah. minutes? Yeah. That's why I always end up hanging out with other comics because they're like, I think a lot of artists end up hanging out with other artists because at least you could feel some sort of a connection with them. Yeah. But some people are really good at playing that game, you know, networking to those bigger and better yeah, things. And you honestly, unfortunately, you kind of have to. You got to be you like. Got to be a little good at at least bullshitting through it because sometimes you're not going to like somebody, but unfortunately, sometimes you're going to need somebody that you might not like so much if you want. Yeah, to keep get, moving keep up. I I look at it in the same way that. I look at dating, just be forthright with your intent, mm -hmm. right? So if you are meeting somebody, like if I if I meet a girl where I can see that there's no compatibility in terms of dating, but I'm, I'd still be open to like a hookup, I would tell her that yeah. so that I'm not going to mislead right her. Front. Because yeah, if she's interested <laughs> in a relationship and I'm not, okay, well, you know, nice meeting you, but that's that. Same thing with a... With a would no. you consider... <laughs> Hooking up with me. Right. <laughs> Consider my penis. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah. Contract. Get it in writing. You know? Yeah, but I mean, it's the same thing with networking. If you meet somebody and you're pretending to be their friend and buddy-buddy and all that just so you can curry favor with them and get, yeah. you know, an in industry foothold, that's a little insincere. No, that's no, no. Bullshit. Of course. Yeah. I mean, you don't... Not... Of course not that. You never want to... Yeah. I mean, people do. People do. Of and course. That's, that's the problem. I would never kiss my ass, you know, kiss anybody's ass to to get something. But, you know, there are a lot of... I, I can be super judgmental sometimes. I really am. I, oh. So... The right... <laughs> oh, that's right my favorite show. thing. That you said. Like, you yeah, picked yeah, the right am. podcast. So when I'm, when I'm speaking to somebody, there's a lot of times where, like, I could do some productive, great work with them, but there's something stupid and small that's bothering me. Not enough that it should decide what I'm going to choose to do with them as business. You know, maybe they have, you know, maybe they're a little bit cocky and I don't, I don't love it. But in my head, I'm like, hate I fucking cocky. hate it. I hate it. I don't like yeah. it. I don't like this person. Yeah. But sometimes I just kind of, kind of be like, all right, I don't like that he's cocky, but he has a good idea. He has decent intentions behind this. So I need to just like stop being such a judgmental bitch for a really, second and just. One thing we're really great you know. at here is how humble we are. Yeah, yeah, we're we are the most, super duper humble, most oh. humble people in the universe. Really, this podcast? Yes, absolutely. I'm not. I'm totally against humility, but so social <laughs> media can sometimes be just as depressing as it may look on the or make people feel looking on the outside, right? So that's great. Did we great. just did we just dovetail <laughs> right right in there. Great the transition, good. Right good. Almost forgive you for Real that good. shitty comment earlier. Um, <laughs> the little backhanded one, but. That's a good point. We should get to the debate this week, which mm -hmm. is, is social media making us depressed? This is a big, big topic. A lot of people are, are talking about this, and I think it's something everybody in this day and age has experience with, except for the enlightened few 
the shit the shithead fr- uh, friends of ours are like, oh, I don't have a Facebook. <laughs> well, yeah, you know what? You're better than me. I get it. You're. <laughs> I'm not even saying that sarcastically. They sincerely are. They figured something out that we haven't. If I didn't have to be on Facebook or fucking social media, I'd ditch that shit <laughs> yeah. in a heartbeat. But before we get to the debate, let's hear everyone's buzzer. Here's what mine sounds like. Camilla and Dreadmere and Ron. There. Oh, uh, I'll <laughs> There yeah, it is. There you go. <laughs> if you hear it's a good. buzzer during this debate from anyone, that means that we are chiming in with an interjection or we just want to add something. We want to disagree with someone else. But, Camilla, as our first-time guest this week, I'm going to give you first stab at the debate. Is social media making us depressed? Why or why not? Holy shit. I think social media definitely makes some people depressed. At the end of the day, I think regardless of shit sucks on social media or not, it has more to do with the type of person you are. If I had 800 million people telling me terrible things, there might be a small part of me that maybe is a little offended, but it's not going to make me depressed. I'm not going to allow that to depress me. So I think it has more to do with mental strength than social media itself. Okay. But um. but I, I can see how, how it does affect some people. I mean, my, my niece is a good example. I talk about this all the time. My niece, she's 15 now, but when she was 13, she was wearing super heavy makeup and she would always complain that she doesn't look like the famous Instagram girls that, you know, spend hundreds of dollars on expensive makeup and have artists and do this and that. So, yeah, I mean, sort of like I'm sure people look at numbers and they wonder sometimes like, why am I not there? But it's it's bullshit, man. It doesn't really have anything to do with what's going on in your real life. I hope at least. I mean, I think I look a lot cooler on Instagram than I actually am in real life. So it's not really like... Yeah, it was a huge you know? letdown when I met Dreadmere. Dude, it happens like, wow. to me all the time. People meet me and they're like, really? Oh, it sucks. Yeah, um, counterpoint, social media does make you depressed. Um, <laughs> uh, Dreadmere, I think that I think that you would agree with Camilla that it doesn't, right? Is that what you're, you're... Yeah, I'm on the side that social media does not make you depressed. Okay, why the hell not? Because you're putting responsibility on something that you... It's a, it's a tool that you use. Social media is a thing that exists that they're ascribing the same complaints that they would have for magazines or for any other largely consumed media that that creates an ideal that people should try to emulate or inspire that should inspire you rather than making you feel like why am i not this way just existing i'm here doing nothing why don't i look like this person that worked their whole life to get to this point like it's not it's not the app's fault it's not twitter's fault it's like if you see something that you want you go you go get that you don't say why isn't this handed to me like Oh, oh, God. All right. I knew it was going to come down so to this type of argument. And, Ron, where do you stand on this? Uh, so they're depressed, and it's also their fault. Yeah, That's what exactly. You're Thank you, Ron. It's yeah, depressing. I, uh, it is their oh! fault. I totally disagree. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah, and I think that Ron... I think, it, like, I understand what you're saying. Like, there is an onus of personal responsibility to that where it comes to. But, yeah, of course social media is making everybody depressed. Have you talked to anyone like go everyone always complains about social media so whether or not it's it, it's their responsibility to change it 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 is happening people are being more depressed because you people get depressed when you compare yourself with someone you you put yourself into a context of information and social media allows us to take a look at all our friends and all the 
people we look up to and see where we rank and people aren't happy with where they're ranked right now. Whether yeah. that's true or not, that the effect of it is still pe- it makes people feel like shit. And they're incorrect because the way that you judge the context of your life is based on on yourself. You look at where where am I now? Where did I start? Where am I going to be? You look at your own progress, not compared to other but people. It doesn't make any sense. You're putting yourself up against an entire industry who designs things so that we spend more time on them. So like one thing that they do on Twitter that I think is pretty fucking like ingenious was where your notification when you logged into Twitter used to just see immediately how many notifications you got. Well, they changed it so that now when you log in, there's no notifications for like maybe a second and then they pop on. And what that does is it it results in a dopamine release in your brain to be like, oh, "Oh, I have no notification. Oh, shit, I do. Ron, I think you just have a shitty phone. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's it's just looting. But it keeps people on like Twitter longer. So you have an entire industry whose sole goal is they're not trying to improve your life. They're trying to make you stay on their app longer. Correct. And and Facebook has actually changed it. Dreadmare, I'm going to... I'm going to no, take a, go such ahead. a big dump on your argument. <laughs> it's coming, dude. Yeah, I, bring it. Yeah, let's go. I want like to hear this constipation great... constipation of rhetoric I have uh, backed up with me, all right? Great. And it's going to fucking... I I'm, hope I'm everybody, everybody learns some, oh, something right there. Oh, yeah. Let's go. You're going to have to let's get a it. shovel to get your way out of this let's argument. Let's do it. Let's go. Um, <laughs> with the... With Facebook, what they're those motherfuckers are doing. So everybody knows the number one thing. If you can have heat maps, all right, that show where your eyes look on a screen when you go to social media, when you go to Google, they show where people are looking, right? They study this shit day in and day out because they want to get people addicted to their platform. The more time you spend on there, the more ads they can serve you. They don't give a fuck what that content is, what the the uh, the quality of the content is. It can be political shit. It can be people, uh, you know, abusing animals. There there are videos. There are videos of of people who get outraged over you know dogs getting abused. But then they just spread that shit yeah, around yeah. like fucking outrage. Porn. Yeah, bring you, abused dogs into your argument. That's a fair. <laughs> that's what's that's a fair place. That's the shit that goes viral on fucking, does, fucking Facebook. Okay. Fine, yeah, but that's, no, not... that's just the tip. That's just the tip, buddy. You're getting a little just <laughs> the tip. Oh, I love tips. You're, you're, you're getting a little turtle head right there, a little peak of what's coming. Yeah, it's a little one, all right. <laughs> oh, the tortoise is coming, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> Open up, mama bird's gonna feed you. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna throw up. Just keep going with your fucking. So when they look random. at these heat maps of where people are looking on social media, the first place your eye pops to is the upper right or the middle where they have the notifications on Facebook, right? Because you get that big red one or two or however many fucking messages or stupid shitty notifications. Now Facebook has changed it so that if you have a friend request from somebody you've never fucking met, which I just ignore because I don't want to delete them so that they, they can't keep like adding me and I don't want to block them because then they'll know I blocked them. So I just leave it in my fucking uh, inbox forever. So I'm never going to confirm them. Now Facebook is showing you notifications for how many people are outstanding. Yeah, I know Facebook. I have thousands of people who send me friend requests i'm not going to click on that i'm never going to click on that ever again and all the the only reason they're doing that they're not doing it for your benefit they're doing it for their benefit and oh, it is, oh shit it is, the evil the big evil corporate businessman taking advantage of the little guy once again they can't nobody can help themselves every time they go on facebook you just can't control whether or not you open the app once you're on the app it's them mind controlling you you have it this is another argument that shirks complete responsibility of every choice that you make in your own life it's yeah. it's them mark zuckerberg is fucking you once again yeah. that's the argument That's you're such making. a disingenuous <laughs> argument right here. Because what the fuck are you supposed to do without social media today? You can't do work. My type of work you can't do without social media. I have to be on there. You made a you made a career in social media if you if, as, as no. in popular, popularizing your ideas. Are you depressed? 
I mean, at, t- <laughs> at times, I think depression hits all of us, doesn't it? I, for but the- do you do you sincerely feel like sometimes like you feel more depressed when you're like scrolling through your Instagram? Absolutely, that Ron, actually happens. Ron, to you? yeah, it happens to all of us. Ron said this that I mean, in, in a way. You you said this in a roundabout way, but comparison is the thief of joy. Okay. And what uh, we yeah, see, no, I said it exactly you, like that. That's that was a pretty cool way of saying yeah. it. I'm pretty sure I said that. Quote, quote. Guys, it, comparison is actually the thief of joy. <laughs> said it twice it's now. the burglar of good times. Yes. It totally is. I mean, here here's the thing. I I'm, I'm on board with you, Dreadmere, to an extent because yeah, I me think, too actually. I think. I think that this criticism, especially of women's magazines, where it's unrealistic expectations of beauty, like that's a stupid argument because you go to beauty magazines and you go to magazines in general to see exotic things. People buy gun magazines because they have crazy fucking guns on the cover that you can't buy. I want to read about that shit. You buy car magazines because they have exotic sports cars. They don't have your fucking beat up Honda on the front cover. because that would be the one fucking magazine I would read. <laughs> if it was like 99 Honda Fit, just how many cup holders? And you're like, and then, you know, six. Oh, <laughs> right. So I get that. But on yeah. Instagram, it is all engineered garbage bullshit lifestyle bloggers who are telling you how to fix your fucking life and meanwhile they're just popping xanax left and right trying to fix their own yeah but okay this is not i I, i'm I'm really tired of people trying to popularize monotony and trying to popularize being mundane uninteresting boring neckbeard fucks who sit in their basement (laughs) why am i not getting the same attention because you're not doing anything to deserve it all right you you have to do the best that you can to be the best that you can you want to look your best you want to do your best sitting in your fucking basement and complaining that you're not getting the credit that other people have gotten is not it's not the solution to your depression no that's not the argument i (laughs) totally understand what dreadmere is saying yeah yeah no that fucking scarecrow down i don't give a fuck no i and i there's part of me that really identifies with and agrees is i also feel like people shirk a lot of their personal responsibility in their life but it's in the same sense i feel like sometimes when we go that way we tend to give a free pass to those big evil corporations. Like, why can't, if I'm going to use all this personal responsibility in my life, it's not audacious of me to expect the same thing from these providers of these platforms. Oh, yeah. What you about know? responsibility of the platform providers? They pl- Their responsibility is to provide a platform. It doesn't matter it's how you, if you like it. Is it? Why is that their responsibility? If, if it's their job that they want to create a platform, then they should maintain it. That is the only thing that they should be doing. If they want to continue doing it, I don't I don't care if they do or, like, if they decide to pull Facebook away tomorrow, that's, that's on Zuckerberg. It's not up to me to say, well, we need Facebook because it runs elections. That's bullshit. It's bullshit to say that Twitter and all these things owes us something. They gave us something. They already give us this this app this incredible way to connect in the first place and now you want to start telling them how to use it that's ridiculous yeah because we're the user we're the ones who gave them their power you can give them without us they'd be absolutely nothing so they should take into account what i think about their yeah they should take it into account when they're using us as like they're first of all we gave them a lot we gave them a lot of our data freely too like which is totally we gave it to them and so they're making a good amount of money off of us but like there's just like you can't say that People are better today with social media than they were before this all started. I'm talking about from a um, from a health, mental health perspective. Oh God, no! This is worse. Th- these people, 
they're provide okay they they're providing a service we're choosing to use that service they're not responsible for how we ingest that service or how, or so the they have absolutely no right. responsibility no yeah. our mental health okay. facebook is oh so i'm supposed to go and put fucking facebook down on my insurance because i have to go see counseling now it doesn't make any sense like no but there is a I point where we're using too much of a good thing we're like kids with a new toy you when you see a kid with a new toy they all they do is play with it that's what we are with social media we're using it way too fucking much so there should be and there's no impetus on them to have any restraints they should have some stuff built in that's like I don't know what that would be. What? You know, I'm not an engineer, but something be that would be less re- good at stuff so other people don't feel bad about themselves. Like what <laughs> no. can they do? Wrong. Okay, here's it. Okay, that what? that sound means that all right, button. that part Was means that? I'm about ready to shit. <laughs> my my giant dump of an argument all over you guys' shitty argument, okay? Do it. Do now it. now when you st- <laughs> when you first Why? buy into something or yeah. you use something with an expectation for that for them to deliver a product. Like, let me give you a perfect example. Sony, PlayStation 3. When they sold that system, they sold all these different features that you could do with it. And out of the box, you were able to install a different operating system. You were able to install different software. You were able to do all these neat things. Well, slowly over time, Sony decided, we don't like these features anymore, and we're going to take them away. And that caused a huge uproar. And it caused people to say, whoa, 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 we paid for this shit. You sold us a bill of goods, and now you're changing the product retroactively, and you're taking away features that we paid for and we've come to expect, like being able to play backwards compatible video games. Sony decided it was more profitable for them to take away that feature and then sell it back to us down the line. Well, people were like, no, motherfucker, I already paid for that shit. You can't take that away from us. And social media, when we all signed up, we signed up with the expectation of privacy. We signed up with the expectation that we weren't going to be socially manipulated by these companies. We signed up with the expectation that it was going to make us more connected and we were going to be able to share our lives and, and trust that people aren't going to abuse the platform that we're on. What? What? Has... Agree? Is that a huge agreement? <laughs> it's be, called Mila. social media. Of course it's not. Why would you ha- be focusing so much on social media if you want privacy? If you want privacy, fucking go talk to your next door neighbor in that's person. Not, okay, here. But like straw man argument, Camilla. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. because they changed that we we had the expectation of privacy when we signed up, and then slowly, little by little, they eroded the trust that we signed up for. Then we don't sign use up it anymore. Trust. You know you can set your shit. Uh, yeah, after they already too. Ha- after they already have all our data. Too late. You don't have a choice. In fact, people you who aren't on choice. social media. There was a study that just came out that said people who don't have Facebook accounts they still have profiles on them because they're able to collect enough evidence, enough uh, uh, details about other people's lives just by you being on a social media platform. So, are you saying what is that like a clone profile that exists of me? Is that what you're? It. Uh, I mean that ha- that happens, but I mean I. What, whatever like I, that, that, it's not it's not up to it's not up to you to decide how they run their business if they decide look, look people are not ants all right people can choose for themselves if they if i'm getting too depressed by being on instagram i won't go on instagram there is no mind control happening that makes it so it's completely outside my realm of, of personal responsibility it's up to you and i think this comes from a deeper place than people not understanding how to how to properly utilize social media it comes from people living in a culture that that tells you that you're a victim that tells you it's a race to the bottom are you the biggest loser great you win that's exactly why people see something like this and they can immediately jump on that look you know you're on board with this because this is the same dumbass argument they make about violent video games oh violent video games are making us violent the school shootings when when that happens you're 100 on board fighting back and saying no 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 the, the, all these school shootings are not because of video games video games are, it's a personal choice these other people that doesn't affect them it's just these random ass psychopaths that end up doing it so this is the same exact argument you're making in that case too right similar 
It's but it's the same. Similar. It's a little different because Dreadmere got Maddox up against the ropes. <laughs> <laughs> we've got we've got many millions of people who play violent video games, and very few, less than one half of one percent of them, commit any kind of violent crime. So there is no correlation there. It's kind of like trying to blame Islam for being violent when ninety nine percent of Islamic people who who believe in the religion are not violent. But it's that kind of, one guy makes up for lost time. Well, <laughs> okay. they make they make headlines. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they make they make for splashy headlines, but On social media. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Social media is a little bit different because there is a correlation between social media and depression. And study after study after study shows that people who spend more time on social media, they just it. It drives a wedge between us. It's not making us, bringing us together. When social media first started, when I was first on Facebook back in like 2008 or something like that, I shared everything. Like, yeah, here are my vacation photos. Here's my relationship status. Here's what the fuck I'm doing. Now I don't share shit. And it's not just me. I have friends who work at Facebook, and they have also noticed a precipitous decline in the amount that we are all sharing. And I think part of that reason is is because we don't trust it. We don't trust each other. We It's driven a wedge between us. Like... I like it's some of my friends in real life I've known for years, and I don't know their their shitty political opinions. Now, <laughs> because of Facebook, I know everyone's shitty <laughs> political opinion, and yeah. everybody does one of these grandstandy, showboaty type status updates where it's like, if you believe in Trump, better fucking unfriend me, right? Mm-hmm. Fucking like, great. What's that going to accomplish? We're not talking to each other anymore. We've created echo chambers. And speaking of, Ooh, I'll let you... Maddox punching Dreadmere back. He's got friends on Facebook. <laughs> yeah. Real quick. We have friends on Facebook. That's true. I got, a, I got a relevant super chat. We got two super chats. One from New World Order for $2 and another one from New World Order for $10. He says, we thought the net would be uplifting, but people look for what they want to hear, not what they need. Thus, echo chambers form, and in a society that worships neoliberalism, companies capitalize on that. What do you think of that, Dreadmere? You're rolling your eyes. I think that's stupid. Uh, that's stupid. I mean, look, we have a, we have a. So okay, people like to live in their little echo chambers. Fine, but there are better ideas out there. They exist because social media presents the opportunity for you to find them. And by the way, I wouldn't even know you if it wasn't for social media. I wouldn't know Camille or Lil Babcock if you didn't if we didn't meet on social media. So Yo, Hummus Factory, SoundCloud, check it. <laughs> yeah, go sub- subscribe. <laughs> but yeah, the people, social media does bring people together if you choose to utilize it in that fashion. Here's the thing that I, I think that I think you, I totally understand where you're coming from. It really comes down to a place of of owner ownership and responsibility. I think Maddox and I are on the side more of the platform should be more responsible, and you and Kimi are on the side of the individual. Yeah. But you are both adults. You are a full grown man who has a very strong sense of self. As you as are you. What about very, kids who are growing up man, with this? Definitely. Like. I mean, super strong man. But what about like, what about your niece who's like 15 years old who's going through this? What about people who are still forming who they are and going through all this? Like, I don't want my nieces and nephews to be on social media all the time. I think they're going to have this weird bastardized version of themselves. That's the responsibility of the parent. That's not the responsibility of Jake Paul and Logan Paul doing crazy shit online. They are allowed to advertise, do whatever the fuck they want with no guilt. Shane Dawson, by the way, they shouldn't feel guilty for advertising this shit. They can do whatever they want. And if the people choose to consume it or allow their kids to consume it, it's on them. It's not Jake. It's not Jake Paul's fault. So like there's no in your world, there's like no um, responsibility to be a role model to anybody. It's that people who use it, use it. And people who don't, don't. 
and I have absolutely no responsibility to society at large. What are your intent? Like, if I decide that I want to go be a motivational speaker, then I guess in a sense I'm taking on the responsibility of trying to be some kind of role model. But you're talking about people who are choosing to create the content that they want to create. I want to make music. I want to make jackass videos. I want to make vlogs. Being a role model, yeah. Yeah, it's like if people choose to see you, so you put this out there and then someone sees that and they're like, that's not how I want my kid to behave. Then don't fucking be like that person. Mm-hmm. I'm hearing a lot of agreement from that side of the table. Yeah. What's going, yeah, what's going on? Just, why, why are you on board with this? I'm just thinking of the 800,000 other conversations I had about the same thing. But no, it's true. It's like, I don't know if it makes me sound douchey or not. But first off, I feel like if if there weren't people doing better than other people, then what the fuck would make people want to try harder to be better well what about what i mean about, not it, everyone's gonna be great not everyone's gonna have an amazing social media presence some people are gonna work normal jobs and it sucks uh, not everyone's gonna be a superstar and i think it's kind of a good thing that social media maybe so, does knock some people down like don't not everybody can feel so entitled just because social media exists do something be talented go learn an instrument i mean go do something i, I don't but, think anybody's arguing with yeah, that necessarily that. No, like, no 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 but i'm just saying like i think we're i'm coming at it more from like the effects of social media on young people where parents aren't parenting you 24 hours a day you have a phone no but you, you should have talk a life. you should talk to your kids Obviously, but like, it's real. Cardi B, she's a real thing. There are 14-year-olds that are like looking at her as a role model. And it's kind of crazy. She, she's not she's really fucking great. Psychopath. She's yeah. not a great role model. <laughs> okay, I but as a parent, I, I'm a parent. Okay, I have, yeah, I love a Cardi B. Cardi. I have a three-year-old son. And thank God, a son. I don't have to worry about a girl. But, you know, if I did have a girl, I would absolutely make it a priority of mine to take some time to sit down with my my kid and explain to her, yeah, you're going to see a lot of this, you're going to see a lot of that, but you need to embrace who you are, find what you're good at, and focus on that. Don't f- You have to talk to your kids about that, because in reality, yes, obviously social media is affecting people in that way. Okay. I think my, my argument isn't necessarily that it's not, it's that it shouldn't. It's that people really need to start taking a little more responsibility I, uh, uh, for their own... Yeah, and I, I, you know, I totally agree. It, it does affect people. It shouldn't. But my response is, is that it does. Yeah. And your right. your response is that it comes down to the personal. And I think, I honestly, like everything in fucking life, <laughs> you're not wrong, and we're not wrong, and we're not right, and you're not right. Oh, well, guys, guys are a little it's wrong. a little yeah, yeah, I think bit you, of both. No, they're they're wrong. There's the personal right, responsibility, yeah. <laughs> and then there's also the on the side of the company. But you know what? Someone's about to take a shit, a logic shit all over this table. Oh. Look at him taking a sip of his iced coffee. <laughs> there it is. Another fart. Because you know what's coming. Going to take a big old shit on you guys' argument. Correct. All right, Camilla. I agree, and Dreadmere, you should take personal responsibility. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We we know. You should, you should have take... more confidence in yourself. Uh, yeah. Yes. And you shouldn't compare yourself to people who are more successful and be depressed. That's not the fucking argument. <laughs> what what, what this... the argument is, yeah. all right, is they're selling you a bad bill of goods. At first, is they're Trump saying- here? <laughs> Listen, listen. <laughs> oh, I'm working listen. on your Mikey, huh? <laughs> my, my Mikey doing Trump. Yeah, Mikey bolts. Uh, <laughs> listen. Um, so here's here's what's here's what's actually happening. Okay, there was a study that came out a while back. Facebook got a lot of heat for this about two years ago. Facebook was manipulating psychologically, manipulating its users intentionally to see if they could change the way people felt. They were intentionally trying to see if they could make people sad or happy by showing them status updates that might make their attitude change. 
So over time, what they were doing, just randomly selecting users and showing them status updates that might make them more depressed and more sad. And by the way, that's fucking unethical and (laughs) irresponsible because if somebody's on the edge and they're a little suicidal and they see a little too many depressing posts, guess what, Facebook? Congratulations. You were able to make some guy who's already depressed more depressed. You killed someone. You abuse dogs. Facebook abuses dogs and they kill people. But the the assumption is when you use these products is that you're going to get what you signed up for. What you signed up for is a social media experience where you can see your aunts and uncles shitty little kids. Right, they're they're fucking pets and, and whatever garbage people post. I don't even fucking know what normal people post, but it's basically that. It's a, yeah, just like garbage, right? You sign up to see other people's garbage, not to ge- be psychologically manipulated. Don't you think that these companies have a responsibility to at least inform us if they are conducting psychological experiments on us? No. Okay, that's, that's a that's a shitty that's a shitty. Res- you don't think you think that your uh, the company should be allowed to manipulate you. I think that they can't manipulate you. That's yeah, impossible. they absolutely fucking can. They manipulate you all the time. I think they may take advantage of certain people who don't quite understand how to uh, validate their own choices. They may be doing that, but even so, that's but not it, on Facebook. I feel like you think and it's you're been like so that much- forever too. It's not just social media. It's like media has always pushed, tried to push people towards like whatever yeah. the look is, or there's just commercials before now. I it's- feel like Dreadmare. You think you're so much more in control of your life than you actually are. <laughs> Absolutely. That's I, that, I, that's I feel everybody. like you. I feel like you really believe, and it's not. It's like I feel like that there are things that have an effect on us that we might not be uh, immediately aware of, and uh, we like yeah. to. Think, I don't think we're in as control of our lives as we all think we are. I think we are. I think that you're like you're arguing like the subliminal message, psychological control stuff. It's like it's like Facebook is like MK Ultra all of a sudden. Like we we are in control of our choices. If if you go and buy a rope and then and you put it in your backyard and you're like, oh, it's a tire swing, and someone else goes and fucking uses it as a as, as to hang themselves. It's not oh the rope company needs to fucking tell us that this could be used in a dangerous way. Like okay. it's up to it's not up to you. Well, how what you, if a tire hung itself? I, I guess they yeah I guess they do. A lot of sad tires. That's a fun. A lot of sad tires. Yeah. A lot of depressed. Tires <laughs> and now we swing yeah. on their carcass. And we swing on their carcass. It's, it's, it's irresponsible. Yeah. Um, <laughs> rope let me company. let me ask you this. Here's Camilla and 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 Dreadmere's world. All right. Here's your world. Charles <laughs> Charles Manson didn't do anything wrong. Charles Manson shouldn't be jailed. He didn't ever killed anybody. He 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 did what? Didn't. What did he do? He's not Facebook. He was Charles oh, Manson. Oh, Anybody oh. who what followed him Manson... was a nut job. Okay, so it's their fault. And so Charles Manson should be released yeah, from jail. I, I mean, mean, if he was still alive. He seems like a cool guy, personally. Oh, here we go. Charles, there we go. <laughs> Charles Manson is a guy. <laughs> he was yeah. intelligent enough yeah, to Dread dupe friends that with him many on Facebook. people. Charles Manson <laughs> psychologically manipulated and, I, you know, for lack of a better, better term, but brainwashed those people into killing but Facebook is, isn't making people murder anybody. No, but it, it is making people kill themselves. That's so no, stupid. That's already something in here. If you are suicidal, you are yeah. fucking suicidal, and that sucks. Go see a Don't doctor. Don't you think it's irresponsible to take someone suicidal or depressed and show them more depressing images to encourage them? They shouldn't them? be That's on what... a platform oh. where where they think they are that much at risk of, like... Yeah, and so, by the way, if you on, feel like, like everything in your life is out of your control, you probably would be more likely to go down that path. That would put you in a place of depression. That would make you think that the only way out is to kill yourself. I think that the problem is much deeper than whether or not Facebook is using the right fucking analytics. It's it's people who come from a, a completely different cultural standard of 
again, victimization of, of everything's out of your control. Like you need to know that. <laughs> another another <laughs> straw man argument. You're saying because not, gonna... nobody's saying everything is out of your control. I'm just saying for for some people, your life for some is people everything. Who are, who are for some people who are vulnerable, psychologically vulnerable, or people who are vulnerable to manipulation, or people who might not have you know their parents around all the time. Like the reality of the situation is when when people come along and they like you know thump their chest like oh you don't like the internet don't be on it. <laughs> it's like you can't not be on it. It's part of our life. It's you part of the fabric it. of society. You have to be on it. You can be. Look at Alex Jones. Mad. He's not on it. <laughs> a multi-millionaire snake oil salesman <laughs> who built his career and then now got booted off. Thank God. Like that, no, like that guy. The... <laughs> and, you know, I actually had this debate uh, from Jesse P.S. In the, in the chat room. I don't know if this is still if he's still in the chat room, but we talked about uh, Alex Jones getting booted off the network. The big argument against that is that it could happen to any of us and it's going to happen to all of us. I think it's a good thing that it happened because it will wake people the fuck up that this is not a free speech platform. This is not a platform that is doing good for society. It is a platform that is doing good for possibly its shareholders and nobody else. I'm on board with you until you said doing good for society. I think, yeah, it may not be a free speech platform, but if that's the platform you want, then someone else, the solution is competition. The solution is not, let's have the government come and regulate Twitter and tell them how to use it. It's Twitter. It's a private problem. It's their company. They can decide to have only people with long hair or only Armenians who, who wear shirts that say Sh- Shinobi on them. He could, they could say that that's what they want only on their platform. But if, if that's, if you're looking for a free speech platform, basically, yeah, that's, that's not it. Fine. We can voice that. But to say like, oh, it's, it's, it's going to happen to all of us. Like, I mean, maybe then go somewhere else. MySpace was a thing. Now it's not. You know, these things aren't here forever. Like, you got to look into the future. See, these are the same arguments people were making about Xerox in the 70s. Like, oh, it's too big. What are we going to do without, like, competition? That's the solution. Well, what if the, I mean, do, do you believe that there can be a point where competition, like, you cannot have competition, that competition is stifled because the competitor is so big and so un- insurmountable. Do you think that's possible? It's possible with the help of government regulation. Yeah, absolutely. The government with government favors. You got to throw in your little have, fucking, yeah. you wedge in your fucking. <laughs> that's the only way it is possible. It's impossible in a free market laissez-faire no. to, have, to have a monopoly. That's no, impossible. No, the Rockef- Rockefeller. That's okay. That, that, he didn't do that. He didn't do that with government subsidies. The government came in and tried to bust up the monopolies he created. Well, with the introduction of government of 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 that regulation. Look, first of all, okay. First of all, the only reason if anybody had all, say, let's say one man has all the oil. What what happens then? Oh, oh I guess a man Dreadmere. What a yeah. woman can't have yeah. the oil. Let's say a trans- wow. Let's say a transgendered other kin paraplegic has all the oil. Okay, I'm listening. <laughs> Let's say if that's the case, what happens is the government doesn't have to come in and start distributing this property that this person has. What happens is the, the market needs to compete by use, utilizing electric mo- mobility, uh, utilizing solar mobility. Yeah, other and what things. if they buy up the patents to those electric engines? Then we need they, to figure they, out other options, but the point is nobody's What other start- options? Well, hold on. That's, it's so easy to say, well, we'll just figure something out. We will. But that's something that's a real-world example where oil companies for years have bought more efficient patents for more efficient engines. Oil companies came in and dug up all the trolleys that they used to have in Los Angeles so that we would have to buy cars and then transport uh, all around the city and made this fucking horrible congestion that we have, this traffic congestion, and then we're just buying gas and gas and gas, and these companies did that. These companies came in, they, they made things worse because they have the profit motive. Profit is not inherently evil. Making money is not inherently evil. I'll agree with that. But it can be. Sometimes people do heinous things for the ends of making money. If somebody does something illegal to make money, then that then it's illegal. But, well, but what about unethical? Legality has nothing to do with morals. Well, it was legal. It was legal to own slaves. Yeah, it was legal to persecute Jews. 
Those were all legal laws uh, throughout our history. But we're talking about somebody who may Ill- illegitimately gain a resource and gain control of it. Fine. But if somebody legitimately gets all the resources, they're not just competing with that sector of the economy. They're competing with the entire economy, as in as in people who sell bread. Just because he has all the oil, there are people who sell bread. There are people who sell screws and nuts and bolts and all these other things that we need to buy to, to live our lives. So to say that the, if they have this monopoly, we're all just fucked and under their rule, that's impossible. Like, it's a, it's a free market. Everything, everybody has an opportunity to create a service and 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 offer it and then we can choose to use it guys i mean i'm a i love a good tangent just as much as the next guy <laughs> but the debate is does social media make you depressed Wrong. and you're talking about bread and screws yeah <laughs> i don't know what the fuck you're talking about <laughs> just real real smart shit but Ron, <laughs> he is our tangent. Officer. Thank you for getting us up back on track. But that is not your job. So uh, I'm sorry. That <laughs> is, that is, the, that is the mer- He is a tangent officer. <laughs> yeah. No. What do you want to add? We should we should probably get to. Uh, we should try to try to wrap this up. What What do you want to add? What What are your final thoughts on this? Uh, Social media making it suppressed? Yes or no? Uh, I mean, I guess the numbers are showing that it's uh, having an effect on certain people. But certain I, people. My I guess word of wisdom is just stop caring so much about what other people are doing and just work on making yourself suck less yeah, yeah that's okay. really you know, i can get on board with that <laughs> a little bit a little bit different yeah than, not, not, than, not as deep as i was thinking it was going to sound i mean this know, is, just this, suck less and you'll feel better this is an is ought argument right like <laughs> ought social media make us depressed no no but is it yes perhaps so unfortunately so then we can get to the core and not us not us. Certain, notice notice that it was also a loaded question that we began with. <laughs> it isn't what is the effect of social media. It was, does social media make you depressed? Yeah. The question wasn't, does social media make you feel awesome? We tend not to do loaded questions on this podcast. I know. We're like, really, uh, like, uh, we're just humble bros. A couple, couple episodes ago, we did, uh, is soccer a dumb, shitty sport for stupid idiots? That was yes. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Very, very, very reasonable debate. Yes. Is Italian food all the same shit? All you food know, is yeah, all the same. They're, Every they're food all, is bread, meat, and cheese. <laughs> yeah, amen. where were you? Where were you on that one? Yeah, I know, right? Uh, we got a couple super chats, and we'll get Dreadmere. We'll get your final thoughts too. Uh, we got one from Dominic Joseph. Oh, cool, Dominic, uh, good guy. He says early Facebook thrived off the idea of being select with allowing people to be friends with you. I agree with your point, Maddox. Hashtag already editing. Um, so Dominic, by the way, thank you, Dominic. Dominic's been helping me out with uh, do, editing some clips on the podcast. Very cool. Check those out. Follow us on on social media <laughs> on Instagram. Or not if it's gonna get. You depressed? Facebook. Don't. You won't be depressed. Unless it makes you feel sad. <laughs> this, is, this podcast makes everyone full of joy. Uh, and then we got one from Pavage Bowden for two dollars. Says, "I feel like this is an is ought to be." Holy shit! He just said that. He said, "I feel like this is an is ought to be." One of your fans actually <laughs> said something that agrees with you. Yeah, very smart. Um, and then we got from Apostolos Constantino for ten euros. Says, "Everyone is faking on social media, looking happy and cool, and that makes you depressed because you compare their lives to your own miserable life." Social media gives you unreal realistic standards and dreadmere i think you'll have something to say about that what's your what are your final thoughts on? yeah that? get a better life no, i'm just kidding but yeah try harder do your best <laughs> look mean, bad, you need yeah. to feel inspired you need to like look at this and say i that's what i want to be like i want to you need to find heroes all right not these fucking people who bitch all the time and, t- and tear other people down you need to find people who have created like jake paul jake paul's a hero all right jake uh, paul is somebody <laughs> that you want to be like because he has created his wealth uh, working hard speak for yourself on that one pal you should want to be like now nah, why <laughs> yeah and what yeah what what, what is appealing about Jake Paul. He he's a kid who just works hard and has fun and and, cr- Does he? and he provides a service. How do you know he has fun? 
I'm going based off of what I see. It looks like he's having on social fun. media. The, the amount of the amount of of effort he puts into his work and the amount of of success he's had with it, I would imagine, comes with a passion Is that the and one drive. He's a dipshit to his neighbors. Uh, yeah, yeah. Things get out of hand sometimes. Yeah, that guy can fuck up. No, things can get out of. I hand. I don't know anything about him he's other than he was hair. a dipshit to his neighbors, and that just made me so angry. Hey. He's a hero, and he wanted to be like Jake Paul. So social media <laughs> it should, should inspire you to be that way. Dreadbeard's argument is is basically yeah, Police Academy Five. They, they all seem so happy going on vacation, so they they must be real successful. No, it's, <laughs> Jake, Jake Paul's Jake Paul's job is to appear. He's selling a lifestyle. Yeah, and that's not heroes. necessarily. Do you think? It, do, you, do you honestly think that that guy's happy? Yeah, he seems happy. Yeah, I'm, really? I'm not saying he doesn't have any problems, but you, you really think he, he's happy? Because like every he's time living I see his him best on... life. Yeah, you know what's actually one last thing I gotta say. I can't say who, because I'm not gonna blow up anyone's spot. But I did see a famous YouTuber. Was it Logan Paul? I can't tell you. I'll tell you off off okay. mic. Off mic, yeah. Uh, who all his videos and stuff like he's like this like super cool like singer. That's as much info. Um, at the club, it was like not the same person. He looked like super fucked up on I don't know what. Oh like, shit! All drugged out. I he know was who just, you're talking about. He was like this. Taylor just... Nicolai. Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. Absolutely. I was trying to keep oh, it on the DL, yeah. but you know. Oh, you up, Taylor. Taylor Nicolai. But yeah, that does happen. It was really actually kind yeah. of sad to see. Like, well, yeah, dude, I, mean, I just saw your post yesterday. You were like balling, like having a blast. Now you look like you're. And about so to, with like, that, drugs sucks. can sometimes drugs, drugs yeah. can be a mechanism to evade reality. That's right. the whole point of drugs. You use them to blur your perception of reality to make it so that your emotions don't accurately reflect the reality of the situation in front of you. So if you are unhappy, sometimes drugs are the way to move past that. But if you are soberly enjoying your life and the reality you are receiving is is accurate, then of course you would be happy with if 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 you're doing everything you can to be the best that you can to work out to look good to take care of yourself to provide content that is successful, of course he's happy. Well, I'll tell I'll tell you guys what makes me happy. ButcherBox, yeah. <laughs> Butcher <laughs> our Box. new sponsor. Guys, today's episode is brought to you by ButcherBox. For free bacon and $20 off your first box, go to butcherbox.com slash madcast and enter madcast as the code. Guys, ButcherBox is an amazing service. They send meat right to your house, and this isn't just... This, the grocery store variety of meat. This, this is, ain't your daddy's meat. This is this is not your daddy's meat. It's there. First of all, it's 100% grass fed and grass finished beef. Now, this is something I had to look up. I want. I wanted to. I've what, never heard of grass finished. Grass before. finished, right? Yeah. So a lot of places, what they'll do is they'll say, "Oh, we got grass fed beef," and you're thinking, "Oh, great! I'm I'm eating a nice pasture fed cow. You know, some some beef that was like good clean feed, right?" Well, that's not the case. A lot of times what they'll do is they'll they'll have them pasture-fed for part of their lives, and then in the end, they'll bring them into a, a feeding lot, and they just, like, feed them a bunch of filler. So grass-fed and grass-finished is what it is. It says here, grass-finished beef, sometimes marketed as grass-fed beef, comes from the cattle that have been raised on forage diet their entire lives, while most cattle spend the majority of their lives in pastures eating grass before moving to a feedlot for grain finishing. So that's a way that they can kind of skirt around, and get a little cheaper. Do you know I'm like I'm all I'll, you know I'm like a big fan of getting stuff through the mail. Yeah, I'm a big big fan. Like because I, I feel like whenever you're getting shit you need through the mail, like things in your life are going pretty fucking good. <laughs> yeah, you know, like yeah. you get like like beef, wine, like a mattress. Yeah. <laughs> but dude, I actually like um, I will. I really, I, I tried one of the bacon stick. I wrapped him around some dates because uh, Maddox asked me to make some bacon filled dates and he was missing <laughs> two of the four ingredients. So I was like, sure, I'll do it. I don't put goat cheese <laughs> in oh it. Oh my God. You're just like, I don't have toothpicks or goat cheese. And I'm like, what? <laughs> how am I supposed to work in this kitchen? And you're like, this is one of the knives that's sharp. I'm like, good Lord, man. <laughs> 
<laughs> so I made it, but I tried one of the bacon on its own because I wanted to have yeah. like a control experiment. Yeah. It's really good bacon. It's fantastic bacon. I and was very excited about it. Here's the good thing about it. So we, we are in the studio. If you guys are watching this on camera, we have some of the bacon-wrapped dates, which is uh, I, the first time I ever tried it was in Austin in a real high-end restaurant. I thought, well, I could make this at home. And you can because they no, send you. No, you can't. You, you can. did not make it. I made it <laughs> with very with not the right ingredients. Nice. Yeah, and he did a good nice. job. Gordon Ramsay over here. I, I said, I, <laughs> I walk in the door, and you're like, hey, iced coffee's in the fridge. Can you make some bacon-filled dates? I need to go through the voicemails. Whatever the case is, we're eating it, and it's delicious. The bacon in studio today is the bacon that we received from ButcherBox. Now, they send you a big box filled with, at the bottom, it has kind of like a false compartment, I think, like a, an empty compartment where they put dry ice, so it keeps it super cold. And thank God, because I got home pretty late the day that I received the delivery, everything was still frozen completely to the touch. It's fantastic. You did send me a text that was like, hey, man, I'm going to give you so much meat. <laughs> and I was like, this Whoa. is the best text I've ever received. <laughs> yeah, it's it, dude, it's fantastic. It's hormone-free, antibiotic-free chicken and heritage breed pork. I also had to look up what heritage breed pork is. Now, this is kind of fascinating, but most pork that you buy, most pork that you, you eat is not indigenous. They, they kind of like crossbreed and they make a type of pork that is very commercially viable, you know, the, the, the quote, other white meat. Well, this is heritage breed pork. It's the type of pork that is supposed to exist on this continent. So that's the type of pork that they have for these uh, these products. You can buy a box of, uh, of beef, chicken, pork. You can custom your cuts. It's fantastic. They deliver right to your door. It's free shipping, guys. You can get 9 to 11 pounds of meat per, per box, and that's enough for 24 meals. Now, I did the math here. It says on their website, it's less than $6 per meal. Well, guess what, guys? With our $20 off discount code using the promo code MADCAST, it comes to about $4.55 per meal with that first $20 off, and you get the free bacon, which is fantastic. And if people haven't, I mean, if, if you guys haven't done this before, you get a sirloin or you, you get a you get a filet mignon. Oh, yeah. You let's wrap it let's in listen to the recipe oh, yeah. you have. Yeah, it's a real good recipe, Ron. Why don't you, <laughs> no one respects me on this, <laughs> on this podcast. It's the smartest thing you've said all day. I, yeah, I think yeah, we all agree podcast. with that. I, dis I disagree. I, you guys respect me more, I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, guys, it's great for meal planning. They send you the, if you get chicken in your box, they send you the frozen chickens and you can cook those up, put them for meal planning. A lot of people are doing meal planning these days. If you guys want to watch what you're eating and get good, clean food. And one last thing, I want to say this about their bacon. One of the things that's kind of uh, come to prominence lately is nitrate and nitrites that they're putting into food. It's not, there's a bunch Were of Were those stuff. both characters on American Gladiator? <laughs> You're thinking of nitro. Oh, shit. Uh, also not good to eat. Uh, but <laughs> you, it's not well, bad. sometimes. Nitrates and nitrites are, are things that they sometimes add as, you know, in, into processed foods and things like that. This bacon doesn't have it. It's good, clean stuff. Guys, again, the promo code is MADCAST. For free bacon and $20 off your first box, go to butcherbox.com slash MADCAST and enter promo code MADCAST. Thank you again to ButcherBox. And let me know what you guys think. Send a picture of what you cook i'll be posting pictures of what i cook or ron in this case yeah what i cook as he's very very clearly stated that he made anyway guys thank you again but we should get to last week's debate i have the results from last week's debate oh but before we do that i do have a special announcement okay this is a fa i don't often do these but i got an email from somebody about a month ago it says dear maddox i hope you were well i wanted to tell you that my boyfriend and i are huge fans of yours I could never understood, well, this is her writing, I could never understood how someone can listen to podcasts, but when I started dating my boyfriend, he listened to you a lot, 
instead of listening to me. Ha ha. <laughs> Smart guy. <laughs> I started to really get into it, and now your debate channel is at the top of my personal podcast list. Fuck whales. That's fantastic. Anyway, our first anniversary is coming up on October 20th. That's today. That's the day we're recording this. And since you do most of the talking in our relationship, and then parentheses, lol. <laughs> I was wondering if there's any way I can get a shout out to him in your video or podcast closer to October 20th. Well, how about exactly on October 20th? Just want to let him know that I love him so damn much. He turned my world downside up, and that's why I choose every day to be with him in the land down under. Please let me know. We both want to support you, as you have a lovely place in our relationship story. So if there's any way we can do that, please let me know, too. Lots of love from Australia, Priya. Aw. There you go. That's sweet. Sweet message. Happy anniversary, Priya. Happy anniversary, Priya. Uh, Thank you for the support, and more than anything, I just want to say you're welcome. We should get to the results from last week's debate. Last week, Camilla and Dreadmere, we debated, is it possible to be authentic on YouTube? That was the debate. What do you think? What's what, what's your gut? Definitely. You say yes, Dreadmere? Absolutely. You say yes? Well, we have the results here with 51% of the vote. Yes. Wow. wow, very close. Very close on that one. 51. It was 50. It was about 50-50 all week long. And then I, think finally... it, I think it's another one of those things where, yes, it's possible most people are not authentic on YouTube. Yeah, but that's, yes, that's it's a possible good distinction. It's possible, but most hey people are not. Yeah. <laughs> and Ron, yeah. the second part of the question for last week's debate was, is the, Bab- <laughs> <laughs> is, is the Babcock tip this week bullshit that robs me of a dollar? <laughs> and with 54% of the vote... Yes. <laughs> and that just goes to show you that your local library is a wonderful resource. <laughs> Veto. Veto again. Ron last week, his Babcock tip was to tell people to go to the library, get a it's, bunch it's, of free fucking Audible it's books. More than, yeah, it's, it's more than just like physical books. You get tons of audio books. You could rent video games. It's yeah. pretty great. Yeah. And as an author, he's telling people to go to the library and listen to my book for free. Yeah, I'm a real <laughs> asshole telling people well, to support that's, that's, their local that's library. That's very nice of you. What very a dick. Nice of you. Yeah, support the government and don't support the private business. I think I think you should be on this guy's side. First smart thing Dreadmere said all episode. And, <laughs> unless he agreed with me. <laughs> no, first, first thing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, speaking of the Babcock tip, what do you got for us, Ron? All right. Um, this is going to be the next like five tips are going to be ones of financial in nature oh uh basically my tip is that you need to track your spending so people don't care about something until you measure it once you start to measure something you become more interested in it and most of us live our life where we don't keep track of our own spending and we always wonder like how come i don't have any money it's because you're just not you're not figuring out where your money's coming in and where it's going so i would recommend downloading a budget at uh, on your phone i've used all of them Except for the ones that cost money. Uh, I know there's ones out there, YNAB, you need a budget that people love, but I don't want to spend money to track my money. Uh, Some people are into Mint. I think Mint's a little busy from a visual standpoint. Other people do Clarity, which is like a simplified version of Mint. The one that I like is called Personal Capital. It's free. You can hook up your bank, your credit cards, your any investments you have, literally anything you can hook hook it up. It'll show you everything in one place. So the nice thing is that if you do have investments, it'll show you like what fees you're being charged. And a lot of times that stuff is hidden from you. So it's a great way of just kind of figuring out like, oh shit, these miscellaneous fees that'll drag down your investment portfolio. But first things first is you need to download a budget tracking software. Don't change how you spend your money for the first month. Just go out, live your fucking life. 
the budget app will do its thing. It'll categorize it for you. It's right about 80% of the time. Sometimes you have to point it in the right direction. It gets better as you keep using it. And then after that month, you just look at it and look where you're spending your money. And people won't do it because it's going to make you uncomfortable. Because I know when I did it, it was very illuminating. I was like, oh, I don't spend that much money eating out. Yeah. I was spending like 30% of my income yeah. eating out, which is too much. Yeah. So I recommend if you want to have more money in your life, the first step is to know where your money is going and where your money is coming from. Amen to that, Ron. That's, you know, that's a real solid tip. Good, uh, good turnaround. All my from last tips week. are super strong, super solid. Last week's way more hefty than you think it would be. Absolutely not. Uh, not uh, last, <laughs> last week's. That's a really solid personal capital is the one you recommend. And- I, but there's a ton of them out there. I say what I would do is download like three or four, see which ones you like, and then start using it. And you don't need to check it every day. Just every couple of days, I like to check mine when I'm on the shitter. <laughs> there you go. That's not a bad tip. I actually like that a lot. And Ron, I think you make a good point. Is is uh the the I like the point that you made that when you start to measure things that's when you start to notice problems uh, you know yeah. potentially like when I first started losing weight when I first came to Los Angeles I lost I think I lost about 50 60 pounds and one of the steps in that process was actually calorie counting and it wasn't until I started looking at the calorie counter that I realized holy shit there's so much snacking I was mm-hmm. doing throughout the day and I'm kind of like a you know kind of a stress eater so I'll walk into the kitchen I used to my big thing was grabbing a handful of cereal, just popping it in my mouth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was just like, oh, you don't even think about it. You're like, well, I can't wait for lunch. And then I, when I started calculating how much cereal I was eating, just like handfuls, mm-hmm. I was like, holy shit, I'm going through like a box every like day and a half. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that's an additional yeah. meal or two and an additional like 2,000 calories I'm putting down in like a day and a half. Yeah, you need a cereal tracker, it sounds right. like. <laughs> yeah. Cereal I, uh, and the next tip is going to be is how your money can make you a little bit more money. So Ooh, I'm, can't wait. That's next it's, week's it's, tip, And huh? it's so fucking easy. It's yeah. like the it's the easiest thing. And if you guys missed last week's episode, we did make an announcement that this podcast is going to twice monthly. I am starting another new podcast that's coming soon. More details soon. We are recording it. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. Ron knows about it. Dreadmere, you may know about it. I know parts. Maybe. Yeah. yeah we'll see. All right. Well, we Too should. Too bad you're going to have to follow it on social media. <laughs> yeah. You, you will have to follow it because it's the only fucking way. Uh, we got a super chat from Apostolos Constantino for five euros. It says, cool shirt, Maddox. Shinobi is the second arcade game I spend the most money on. Golden Axe is the first. Also, give Ron an advice podcast on Madcast Media. Working on it. Working on it. That's correct. Anyway, guys, we should get to some voicemail. I got some voicemail. I got a bunch this week, but uh, let's do this. And by the way, um, Apostolos the, in the super chat was just referring to the shirt I am wearing today, which is a Shinobi shirt. If you guys aren't watching the YouTube version of this video, it's Shinobi, the classic arcade game by Sega. Uh, but huh. <laughs> we, should, we should get to some voicemail. So a couple episodes ago, we talked about wedding registries and what type of gifts you should buy to people. Well, here's a guy calling in saying what he got for his wedding. Listen to this. Hey, Maddox. want to talk about uh, wedding registry gifts. I got to agree with you big time. Fuck wedding registry. Fuck gifts, give me money. Because we didn't need a fucking blender or a toaster or some bullshit. We were a new couple. We needed a new house. We needed to figure out what the fuck we wanted. So we just got cash. Guess what? We left our wedding with a big pile of money and got all the shit we wanted. So we didn't have to trust other people's shitty taste or shitty judgment. Great fucking call once again. Maddox is a fucking genius. Also fucking Nazi. Yeah. Smart (laughs) caller. 
Hey, man, he's right. Yeah. Smartest thing you ever said on this podcast, I think. The tail end of that, where I was a genius. I was going with more of the first half, but okay. The last part was the smartest thing you ever said on this podcast. Kind of would you, would on you on agree with that? Definitely. She said definitely, and she's also nodding vigorously for those who are not watching on YouTube. But for <laughs> those who are on Definition of vigorously, but okay. <laughs> vigorously, not, vigorously nodding. All right, we got another voicemail. Ron, we got a uh, t- uh, voicemail about your tip from last week. Oh, okay, here we go. Yeah, listen to this. Just wanted to say basically the Bob talked. Was super awesome. Uh, as soon as I finished the episode, I got my library card, and I am been re- listening to an audio book uh, all week long. So thanks for that tip. It was super great. Keep up the good work. Oh. Well, you're welcome. Now that was just nice. <laughs> That's a so shit okay. tip, Ron. And you know what? Of the week. Yeah, both of you. Both. <laughs> <laughs> That's not two weeks in a row now. Wow. <laughs> that's the first ever we've had, we've had the co-host. Back to back. Back to back. Douchebag of the week. Yeah. Been should, nice. should vote on whether or not the guy that said he went to the library actually has a social media page, because I'd vote no. Yeah. yeah. He might be one of the few. He's probably the happiest have, guy at least in the world. Definitely not Instagram. Definitely I do have some friends Instagram. who don't have social media, and no. they <laughs> do sincerely seem so much happier. Yeah. I, I mean, I uh, once I took a, a month fast from social media, and my girlfriend said she's like, she was like, I, she's like, I, I don't want this to sound weird, but you were like uh, such a better boyfriend <laughs> during that awesome. month. She was like, you were wow. just like so like present, present attentive, yeah. yeah. And I was just like, oh fuck, yeah. <laughs> like I, I, I was like, yay. So actually, the new iOS update has a screen time feature, and I've been hardcore like about um putting time limits on my shit. Oh, and then when I'm like done, I'm done. Feature. You don't like that feature? Why not? Because I spend a lot of time <laughs> doing yeah. soon. Well, as you I, measure something, it's you start not, yeah. to pay attention. I actually to the it. other day I was looking because I yeah, I do a lot of my promotion stuff and and networking online, and it's not all social media, but right. it's on my phone. And I think usually at the end of the day, there's about 11 hours logged in screen time. Whoa, Camilla, what I like about it's your crazy. social media, like because I I think I I just follow you on Instagram. Is that mm-hmm. that's your main uh, social media, right? Mm-hmm. What what's mm-hmm. your Instagram page? Uh, Camilla Piva Music. Camilla Piva, and it's P-A-I-V-A, mm-hmm. Camilla Piva Music. Mm-hmm. Okay, so everyone follow Camilla on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And I like your, your Instagram feed because it does feel real. It's just, you know, sometimes you just, you know, chatting, sharing some thoughts, yeah. sometimes just pictures, and then sometimes uh, just clips from your new music that's mm-hmm. coming out, which is exactly what I would want from somebody who's <laughs> who I'm following on social media. That's great. Like, yeah, you're promoting your projects that you're working on, and you're also sharing a slice of your life with people. Yeah. It's very nice. Thank you. Yeah. Here is a voicemail about a show on Madcast Media and one of the hosts. Listen to this. Hey, Lord Maddox, it's me. You know, with all this authenticity going around, I feel like I wanted to give a special shout-out. I feel like he doesn't get enough attention, but, you know, he's a he's a really great guy, special fella, funny, smart, super authentic. Um, and that's uh, Captain Dirk from the Super Arrogant Rose. Uh, everyone should check out... Uh, his podcast, not only that, but Plastered Paladins, super hilarious guy, super funny. Mm-hmm. Um, fuck whales. Yeah, everyone give it a listen. There's uh, Captain Dirk's show on Madcast Media, um, Super Arrogant Bros. It's an amazing show, super nice guy. I love that dude. Um, and, and, you know, it's something I should probably do a better job of is promoting the other shows on this network. But, uh, yeah, give it a listen. You, I think you guys will really enjoy it. It's a video game podcast, if you're into video games. And there's a big... Big milestone coming out, big uh, big event, which is Red Dead Redemption Two. Oh yeah, I cannot wait. I've already announced this. I may do a twelve. I haven't decided if it's going to be twelve or twenty four hours, 
Take out horses. That literally makes you sound like a psychopath. <laughs> yeah, you're going to need <laughs> a lot of... The, the gist of that game. Yeah. Social media doesn't make anyone depressed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shoot a horse in the face. <laughs> Look at this guy. He's been killing horses for 24 hours. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. That's probably a world record. Mm. You're welcome. Hey, they eat, they eat horse carpaccio in Canada. Anyway, mm. uh, here's a voicemail about that YouTube channel. You know the you know that YouTube channel, the hot ones, where they're uh, where they eat the hot spicy wings. Listen, this guy. Hey, it's Mike from Minnesota. Hey, Maddox. I don't know if you've heard of this YouTube channel called First We Feast. They have a show that they do on there called Hot Ones, kind of a mix of a interview and eating hot wings with progressively hotter hot sauces. Uh, given what you've talked about hot sauce in the past, seems like something to be right up your alley. Later. Yeah, man. Uh, I think I may do. If I ever get invited, I would totally do the hot wings challenge. Now I know what he's talking about. I yeah. actually Post Malone did one recently. Post Malone I did, watched yeah. him do it. It was actually really funny. Post Malone is actually a very funny, entertaining person to watch. He seems like one of like the like douchey next door neighbors that are like really sweet that you just have over chugging beers. Like he's so not. When you hear him talk, based on his music, you would think he'd be like. Yeah, like well, come yeah. off like he's Mr. Cool Guy. He's just so humble and oh, yeah, just he's, like he's hilarious. Yeah, yeah, he's a total chill dude. I, I mean, like, I don't know him, but he seems like one of those guys. Like, I can't think of anybody who doesn't like him. Like, you know, like old people like so him, likeable. young people like. like he's, he's so like, likable. Yeah, he's really easy to watch. But yeah, he did the hot sauce challenge thing. Yeah. I just saw that. Now I funny. now I think <clears throat> my my theory is everyone on those challenges are huge pussies because <laughs> like they're like oh god oh it's so fucking uh. Like, no, nothing I've ever tried on a wing has been too spicy to eat. Because you got the fucking chicken wing. The fat from the wing cuts out, cuts into it a little bit. Mm, they got some hot, hot sauces. Did you not hear this buzzer, Camilla? Wait, I said what's it's the not one? hot. You, so gotta, ma- you gotta get the Mad Dog. That's so why you gotta get the... Mad Dog is supposed to be like 9 million Scoville units. Okay, that does sound a little hot. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ron, Ron, a long time ago, invited me to do a YouTube show that he was working on where I ate the Trinidad Moruga Scorpion Pepper. pepper. Yeah. 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 You could still watch it. It's on Tasted. It's on the Why Would You Eat That Challenge. Yeah. Oh, I, I saw that. that yeah, was, you were in that. That's right. I mean, yeah, yeah, that was that about 1.2 million Scoville That was my show How'd that, that go we did. For yeah. you? Did hey, you know, like, pretty bad, you know. Yeah. I just, I mean, it was very... It was, I wouldn't recommend it. Yeah. It's not good. It's awful. I think he took his shirt off. Didn't he take your shirt off? Shirt off, yeah. yeah. Ron ate it too. Yeah, I ate it too. And then for the rest of the weekend, I could feel it going through my intestines one Uh, by one. uh, It was awful. It's like a GPS for pain. You know exactly where it is too. (laughs) The thing is, is hot sauces are even more dangerous because a pepper is a pepper. Like it's it's it exists in and of itself. But the hot sauces, you don't know how many peppers they've crushed up and concentrated. So like we we also once drank Naga Chili Vodka, which is only I think two hundred and fifty thousand Scoville units. It's spicy vodka. And I remember we did a a drinking game uh, with the guys from Dead Kevin. It's a sketch group, and the one of the guys drank it, and it just immediately started vomiting. Uh, yeah, <laughs> like, it's like it's, it's pretty bad. It, it's like drinking fire. That hey, you can't. Awful. You know what though? You can't get the calories if you're if you're barfing it all out. This is true. Um, here's another voicemail. It's a suggestion for a topic we may do at some point. Uh, listen to this. You should do an episode on the most bullshit food fad. You know, like gluten free and vegan, paleo, uh, all that crap. Yeah, that'd be interesting. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I think we should do that. Yeah, I think that'd be a really fun topic. We'll do that at some point. The most bullshit food. What is it? What the, food fad. Food fad. I mean, it's allergy. Yeah, it's kind of amazing. Like there was a time in our our history where people thought protein was bad for you. Mm. That was considered like a really bad. There was a doctor who was like protein was like the source of all people's like sickness and butter too. Like you know fats. They're yeah, saying, like, they were saying really margarine. Bad. Go yeah. margarine instead food of food. History is. I, I think it's. I think it's so fascinating.
fascinating. I fucking as, love learning about it. And there's there's kind of like a uh, there's like an interesting story about uh, bananas. I, I think like how bananas came to be. And every few years, there's another fucking article like, oh, bananas are going extinct. It's ne- it's never fucking going extinct. It's like <laughs> some bullshit ass. It's some some industry puff piece that they're putting in there so people buy more bananas. Um, here's another voicemail. Speaking of food. We talked about nuts, I guess, last week, and I, I kind of, sh- we, you and I, Ron, we both kind of shit on almonds a little bit because I said, oh yeah, uh, yeah, they're, they're, uh, yeah uh, like raw almonds that aren't toasted. Yeah, I continue to shit on them. Yeah, it's like well, eating like like weird plant shards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. Well, there's a voicemail about that. Listen to this. All right, you sick fuck. What do you got against almonds? <laughs> they just provide nutritional snacks. I mean, like <laughs> literally, they're just a very healthy. Delicious nut. I, I don't understand your reasoning here. All right. It's it's See not. You later. It's not that there aren't like they aren't tasty or delicious. It's more about the consistency of the almond. Toasted almonds, my fucking jam. Raw almonds, where it's like you have to break it up and you just feel Forever. like you're eating something that's gonna cut into your gums. Now, if they're like crunched up and you're sprinkling them over stuff, great. You know, put on a little little pasta with a little butter and garlic sauce. Awesome, but like eating an untoasted almond, you're like, what the, what's the fucking point? Why am I doing this? I feel like I'm doing all the work. It's like yeah, fajitas. You know, <laughs> well, if you're eating an almond that's that's untoasted, it's raw, and it's like shattering in your mouth, you're eating a fucking stale almond, bro. Yeah, it's you just need- like eating like like paste. Like you, it wears it down to this like soft paste in your mouth, and oh. then you get to swallow it. Oh, gross. <laughs> Powerful when you put it that way. I remember how the, co- the topic came up because we were talking about the worst thing to eat ever is at like at a wedding like wedding favors are those candy covered almonds they're just the it's like glass it breaks your teeth it's horrible and then even if you suck on it long enough to make it so that the center is soft enough to chew then you're just eating a mealy a mealy almond yeah then you're just all of that guy in the corner of the party what are you doing sucking on an almond sucking sucking on no one's gonna talk to you yeah gross uh here's one last voicemail about being authentic on youtube hey this is mike from minnesota i just watched your uh authentic on youtube episode and uh, one thing I kind of noticed is it seems like you guys were focusing on uh, current event sort of oriented channels, if I was understanding what you were describing. But you didn't really talk about other kinds of channels that maybe focus on a specific topic. So as far as the most authentic person I've seen on YouTube, I would check out Cody's Lab. Um, a lot of his videos are fairly rough looking but still very well done and you know it's kind of a charm of his channel he's been talking to his patrons about wanting to expand and hiring out for help and people are kind of worried that he might uh, lose a lot of that charm because that's what people really part of what people really like with his stuff so anyway uh, good debate can't wait for the next one later yeah, you know, we were talking about this uh, last episode, how it's really easy to shit on people on YouTube, you know, with, like, drama channels. It's so easy to just, like, pick someone apart. It's rare that you hear someone trying to lift someone up, and he's saying, oh, well, this guy's channel's pretty cool. But he does make a point about authenticity, which is part of the appeal of the YouTube generation. And, Dreadmere, I think you, you have this very much on your channel. You guys should f- subscribe to Dreadmere, too. I keep forgetting, but you should definitely check out Dreadmere's channel. You've been yeah. doing these amazing commentary videos, and you Thanks. also post them on Twitter. Follow him on Twitter. Check out his his commentary videos. They're super good, and I I, I mean this sincerely. Like you're really coming into your own. Like they're oh, they're fun you. to watch. Uh, they're they're fascinating. There's one in particular that you uh, that you had a couple days ago that I wanted to comment on, but I'm I'm blanking at the moment. But check it out, guys. Um, but 
with these with these channels, the appeal to YouTube and YouTube creators is that you feel like it's somebody who's sitting in their bedroom and they're just making content. And in many times, many ways, that's exactly what it is. You feel like there is a connection between you and the creator. So when people become too big on YouTube and they start to get a production team behind them and they start getting higher quality optics and higher quality sound and, and production graphics and stuff like that, that charm and that feeling that you are one of them disappears. And so you start to feel like a, a disconnect between what you feel when you watch a late night talk show like Stephen Colbert. It's a very produced show. It doesn't feel like you have any connection with him because he's a, you know, he's like a big celebrity, big movie star. Yeah. I think that's the argument that he was making. Yeah, yeah. I think it's like, uh, I think the weight of that would fall on the responsibility or the, the weight of that would fall on your personality. I think your personality is the anchor that can carry you through, you know, the shitty webcam in your bedroom all the way to uh, uh, a spot on a late night show like Stephen Colbert has. I think people do. It, he does resonate with people on a personal level, but if, if it's only if his personality can come through and shine through in that way. And then sometimes people lose that. I think you're right. Like sometimes people do end up becoming fake or whatever or, or you know, produced and influenced by other things. But for the most part, I think if you're authentic in your personality, personality, that's where the longevity comes from. That's where like you're, you're you know, it's going to stay. There are like so many people on like on on like even just Instagram like that will like, you know, do promo for their videos like a singer let's say and the I'll, I'll see videos where you can tell people put so much money into like putting on this dope video and like a shit ton of money in pro promo because it has a bunch of views but the comments are all like this sucks because yeah at the end of the day it it sucks oh, i remember you're when, not like, we're not connecting with you the music sucks but right the shitty little one of this girl in her living room was an amazing voice and didn't you know right people, what, what was that the, what are they called the mlms or the i know the like what were like the group of youtube creators would be all part of like a certain group oh yeah oh, mcn like, and, oh, MCN. Yeah, yeah. and then they would like because i remember when i was on that show on tasted and we would like to spread the word about Tasted. They would just pay the MCN like a ton of money. And then YouTubers would just happen to casually mention it in their vlog. Like, hey, uh, man, you guys should check out Tasted. They got some like, dude, they have this one video with the, <laughs> with the pepper. And they would like, <laughs> and you think it's like this authentic thing. And it's like, no, it's because like they paid them like 300 bucks to talk yeah. about it for like 30 seconds. You should disclose that. I feel like if you're paid, you should be. I mean, I think that's becoming more than normal. But yeah. that was like a couple of years ago yeah. when all this stuff was starting to happen and no one was really. But you would, you know, and that's how people grew their channels. They would just throw a bunch of money at like a couple hundred YouTubers. Yeah, I, I think it's still happening. Yeah, it's yeah, still I mean, happening, and, yeah. and Instagram. Very that's much. like the big thing now. Oh, is yeah, like people huge. just have like products that happen to be in the shot, and people aren't disclosing that. And it's such it's see it because a lot so of people shady. ask me where I get my butt. You know, because I do a lot of butt pics. Oh yeah, on, okay, okay. on Hey Ron, and it's like so. I just have like you know because it's, it's really juicy and round. Mm -hmm. uh, so a lot of people are wondering like, how's your butt so juicy and round? And it's probably my number one biggest thing that I uh, on my Instagram. Ron idea, okay, new branding for yourself, Ron Squatcock. <laughs> <laughs> just me doing squats. Yeah, I'm yeah, Squatcock. <laughs> Did I tell you once that my uh, I was walking naked at my house and my girlfriend once went, oh look at you, you got a little cutting board butt. Oh. <laughs> and I, and I swear to God, I started doing more squats. Yeah. I did that first. I was like, oh, oh my God. Yeah. cut onions on it, make you cry. Yeah. Oh. Then I realized cutting board butt is like, no, it's, it's not good. Yeah. 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 So yeah. anytime yeah. you're naked and somebody starts a sentence with, oh, uh, no, it's no. not going to make you feel good. No. You just drop and start doing push ups. <laughs> See, so yeah. you could have been very depressed by that comment and, and taken a bad turn, but instead you decided, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to look gonna at, I'm going to rage squat in the morning for yeah. two minutes. I'm going to look at these Instagram models and take a tip yeah. from them. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. And, and good thing it was just one girlfriend and it was coming from a place of sincerity and love and not 800,000 <laughs> trolls who were trying to cut you down and tear you down and make you kill yourself. Yeah. But, you know. It, <laughs> Hashtag cutting yeah. board, but. Yeah. <laughs> Tit for tat, I guess. You know, it's basically the same thing. Uh, guys, we should, get, we should get some quick news headlines. Uh, I got some fun ones this week. Nudist beach surfer punches shark to escape attack. How fucking, speaking of nude. Nudist beach surfer. Yeah, he, he's a nudist beach surfer. So, so I, I guess he was just surfing naked. I mean, that's wow. That sounds like it'd be so much goddamn fun. Yeah, man. A surfer who got a surfer who got bitten by a shark at an Australian nudist beach managed to make his break for freedom after punching the creature until it let him go. He said Saturday. I like I like how they said the creature. He just kept punching the creature. Paul Kenny was riding off the waves off Samurai Beach. What a fucking. What a cool beach. Dude, Samurai Beach. Of course he's surfing at Samurai like Beach surf, naked. I like to surf naked at Samurai Beach. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You guys know it? Yeah, and he punched a shark. Mm-hmm. What a fucking... This is the manliest story ever. <laughs> a naturist spot 200 kilometers or 125 miles north of Sydney when he accidentally clashed heads with the toothsome fish. Reportedly, a, wa- a wabagong or a bull shark. Yeah, how about bull shark? Yeah, bull he's, shark. Aust- he's like whimsical Australian terms for things. A wabagong? <laughs> mm-hmm. A wabagong? Wabagong? Alice in Wonderland character. Yeah, it kind of sounds kind of silly. But anyway, it's a bull shark. Bull shark. Let's stick with bull shark. That's manlier. So anyway, he punched a bull shark. As soon as I did that, he latched onto my arm, and all I could do was punch it until it let go, said Kenny. 50, 50-year-old guy punching a shark. Fucking badass. When I let go of it, I saw its dorsal fin one meter away. I walked backwards as quick as I could and caught whatever wave I could. A local ambulance service spokesman told AFP that the paramedics treated Kenny for wounds to his upper right arm before he was taken to a nearby hospital. He was treated for having balls that were too big and was released with an apology note because the doctors couldn't do anything to help as he was just too manly. <laughs> I added that last part. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we got yeah. You got Yeah, we, 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 we got it. Ball, balls too big? Good ending. <laughs> uh, good, good joke. <laughs> Sex robot gets 92 Tinder matches in two hours. Huh. I, guess I, guys... I thought that was kind of low. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did it only swipe 92 times? Is that why? I guess, yeah, huh? Well, 92 times. Tinder's like the what? Most people just like go right, 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 right. How, right, 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 how right. does Tinder work? What is, you, you swipe what? right if you like him. You swipe left if you think they should be lit on fire. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Millions of people go on dating apps for some human warmth now and then. For some, though, human isn't necessarily part of the equation. Again, this copy is just... Mwah. This is from RT, that uh, the propaganda website, um, <laughs> and it is a propaganda website. I don't know. Do what do you think of Dreadmir? Oh, uh, RT, RT, Sex robots. RT, some serious. Like anytime there's anything wrong with America, it's like the big headline in RT. Like, oh, there was a, a riot broke out in Philadelphia. You, you tune in, and you're like, two people got in a fist fight. Anyway, um, <laughs> a realistic sex robot has garnered almost a hundred matches on Tinder in just two hours. An experiment was conducted by a filmmaker working on a film about sex brothels. Excuse me, uh, sex robot brothels. I didn't even know that was a thing. Sex robot brothels? So why are you calling it a brothel? Because the robot's not a prostitute. It's just a machine. You're just having sex with a machine. It's not a brothel. More like a sex arcade. Yeah, it's a sex arcade. Yeah, and I don't even, I'm not even 100% confident in the hygiene of a laser tag center, so I don't know. Yeah, that's pretty good. I don't want to put my fucking fingers in a hole in a bowling ball. (laughs) I mean, granted, it might be cleaner than going to an actual brothel. Who knows? No, I don't think so. They could probably sanitize. Can you imagine the guy who's like, "Yeah, my job is to hose out the sex robots after they're done." (laughs) Well, you you can't do you can't really sanitize a a 
prostitute. Yeah, well, hey, I just pour a bunch of bleach in there. Could sanitize okay. plastic dolls. Fun, yeah, I mean, uh, that's true. It fun, might be. Yeah. Fun fact: It's the same spray they use for bowling ball shoes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Same smell too. <laughs> uh, yeah. actually, you, you actually go up to it. You go up to a counter and you say, uh, "I am a size nine and then they give you the doll. Yeah. Uh, oh, Mark. Uh, well, it's the same building. Yeah, <laughs> same building. <laughs> Speaking to the Daily Star, Mihil said that he picked a prime time and prime place, nine to eleven p.m. on a Friday night on the Lower East Side in Manhattan. A stunning ninety-two men in the vicinity swiped right. It's not like they could have easily thought Harmony was human. Oh, yeah. So he posts a picture of this robot that's on Tinder. There's one picture where it's kind of like, you know, head on and she looks kind of human. You can still tell something's off. Like, if I met a girl with skin like this, I'd be like, uh, you, you want to go to the doctor for our first date? Like, <laughs> so, something's wrong with you. I don't know what it is. I don't even want to have sex with you. I'm just concerned about your, your health. Um, so one of the pictures, I'm going to show this on cam if you guys can see it. But it shows... Her exposed cranium with a robotic brain in there. He said he Mahil provided clearly that he had that she had a robotic brain on display, and the profile right below the image is clearly laid all the cards on the table. Now I'm showing everyone in the room this picture, and you can see the back of her head is open, and there's almost like a glass bulb where you can well, see. Oh, okay, I don't fuck this guy. No, because first of all, like People post dumb shit on Tinder all the time. That's not their real selves. It's just an indication of their personality. And you're like, oh, shit, that's funny. This dude posted a fucking coat rack. Ha! I'm totally going to swipe right. So they could just be swiping right. They're not swiping right on the fucking doll. They're swiping right on this girl who posts this like robot sex doll as her main photo. And this guy's like, oh, they're, they posted because they want to fuck this doll. It's okay, like, Ron. You jump okay. into it, man. I'll give you one of these. I also, I also fucking swiped right on her. What's the big deal? <laughs> <laughs> Very defensive, Ron. I want to fuck yeah. a robot. Yeah. Very defensive. Well, you know, I would give you points for that, Ron, but this guy, the researcher, actually confronted these men who swiped right on this, on this robot. And yet, when confronted by Mayhill about their choice... 17 of them said that they would want to have sex with a robot. <laughs> oh, 17 of them say they want to have sex with the sex robot. Maybe yeah. we should stop shaming. Yeah. No, it looks expensive. Know. Cyber shaming. So. Yeah, well, I mean, if you're going to do it for free for research, wouldn't you bang a bot? I feel like they're not even looking at the glass bulb head. The thing has, like, huge tits. So I, like, I don't, I don't know how long they're looking at it, but they're just like, okay, that's like, whatever it is. You know this robot. You know this robot said yes when when the uh, producer said, "Would you consider a boob job?" Yeah, uh, they are probably super excited because I feel like most people that would swipe swipe right were probably not getting swipe. Yeah, rated by other people. They're by, so probably like, yeah, robot. The they can't. They can't. Yeah, not just playing like, the odds, yeah, man. I'm just covering the table. Just yeah. saying. Yeah. <laughs> Fifteen said maybe, and twenty five back down. Only twenty five back down. It's not bad. You know, I mean, half the messaging in our society is like, do things, do one thing every day that scares you. Don't be afraid to live life. Do things that make you feel uncomfortable. Fuck a robot. Fuck a robot. You You fucking pervert. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, here's something that makes, this should make all of us scared. Uh, China plans to launch an artificial moon to light up night skies. Ah, Jesus Christ. This sounded like one of those like weird, crazy, offbeat things that'll never happen, but I, the more I read about this, it sounds like they have a real plan, and it's supposed to happen by 2020. The night skies might soon have company. Chinese scientists are planning to launch an artificial moon into orbit by 2020 to illuminate city streets after dark. Scientists are hoping to hang the man-made moon... Into orbit? Yeah. That's going to be the end of the world. So how's he going to keep the sky... <laughs> how's he going to keep the streets lit? How big is this fucking moon? Yeah, it's interesting. That's not a moon. 
It's <laughs> it's supposed to just illuminate one city, supposedly. It's supposed to be the city of Chengdu. So it's not going to orbit if it... I mean, I guess it's going to orbit just yeah. above the city the whole time? I guess, because you can put it in uh, geostatial orbit. Geo, I think it's geostatial orbit, so it's so it's consistent with one spot on the planet oh, wow. at all times. So it will be over the city called Chengdu, Chengdu, China. It's the capital of China's southwestern Sichuan province, according to a report in Chinese state media. The imitation celestial body, essentially an illuminated satellite, will bear a reflective coating to cast light back down to Earth, where it will supplement streetlights at night. Scientists estimated that it could be eight times more luminous than the actual original moon. <laughs> I like how they added the, the adjective original. Yeah, we know which moon you're talking about. Uh, <laughs> it will also orbit much closer to Earth at about 310 miles miles away compared to 236,000 miles for the actual moon. So this is like, you could get there on a rocket to this artificial moon in under a day, probably. You could, that, I think that's that might be the range of like weather balloons, isn't it? No, weather balloons probably pop around 25 miles. I think that's... Wu estimated that new moons could save the city of Chengdu around 1.2 billion yuan or $173 million in electricity costs annually. If the project proves successful, it could be joined by three more additions to the night sky in 2022. We're going to have a bunch of fucking creepo moons staring back at us. It's like that weird Zelda game, Majora's Mask. the like space junk that's up there. Yeah, I don't like. I mean, maybe it. that maybe that's at a different orbit. Yeah, but. we're just adding to it. What do you think of that, Dreadmir? Yeah, Dreadmir. What, what do you think of that? So, <laughs> so these people are like, oh, you know, we should. <laughs> everything's personal choice, and we can do whatever we want. What if a government, before you're even born, decides they're going to put a fucking artificial moon in the sky? What do you have? What, what say do you have in that? Then you're living in a system under duress. You think that they shouldn't do that? Uh, if it's the government doing it, then yeah, you're living in a system where people are making decisions for you. I guess. What if a company wants to do it? Well, Ooh, yeah. if, a com- a cool if a company wants yeah. to put a billboard on the moon, that's fine. You think that's okay? Yeah. What if they want to take over the entire moon? I mean, it's it's a it, it's a property that somebody can find and and have. I, I, like, why not? I don't see any problem with that. So just whatever rich billionaire is able to get there first just takes it over and like that's it. Yeah. I guess it's Facebook's moon now. It's Facebook moon. Do you believe in like um like sanctuaries like uh like marine sanctuaries or national parks or things like that? Where like certain areas of the ocean are cor- are not allowed to be fished in. Yeah, what like, about it? You like, do. You are do those like? I mean, would you say that though that is an appropriate use of governmental power, or would you say no. like that's an overstepping it? That's overstepping it. The proper use of government is to protect you and your rights. It is supposed to protect you, your rights, and your property. Well, so if somebody comes and and violates any of those rights, the government's job is to step in. That is the beginning and the end of its power. That's it. It doesn't go any further than that. It doesn't regulate your Facebook. So if like if, if like let's say companies. There's no sanctuaries for ocean and, and, and things are overfished. You then, know, like, then things get overfished. I mean, it's like it, it's it's not our job to protect random life, like random uh, uh, sea life and, and wildlife. These things have gone extinct. They go extinct all the time. It's not our job to to regulate that. Animals are essentially, and I know this is a very uh, uh, controversial thing to say, and I don't like saying it, but it's true that animals are property. And I don't like people being mean to animals personally, but... At, animals but, are property. You know, oh, you disagree? I know. That's a very uh, callous thing to say, because I like dogs. I don't like people hurting dogs, but people... <laughs> yeah. But they are... But they're property, so... Yeah, don't hurt your property. Right, exactly. Like, well, I don't... <laughs> simple. I don't, simple. I solved it. But as property, as, you don't hurt. But as far as wildlife goes and all these things, like, unfortunately, those things, like, people can use them however they, they choose to. Yeah, but you shouldn't you shouldn't deprive another person or, or company of their resources. It's a first-come, first-serve. Really? That's, that's how it works, So yeah. do you think that companies should just be able to, to dump their waste into rivers? Sorry, everyone Unless, down the stream. If it, fuck if, you. If it violates your right to live, then obviously not. 
Well, I mean, yeah. Why, why, why can't I just be a Dreadmere and come along and say, "Oh, sorry, you don't like the water. Go, go somewhere." Now, being Dubrak, do my Rucka voice. Uh, if you don't like the water, just go drink well, from another. De- it definitely gets complicated when you, if you want an even better example, when there's smog in the air, and then now we're breathing all this smog. Like, yeah, there are definitely complicated areas, but for the most part, it's a, it's a first come first serve. If somebody wants to utilize a resource, as so long as that resource and their and their production of it is not in, 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 uh, impeding your right to live or your right to property. They're allowed to do it. That is such an open, like, as long as yeah. it's not impeding you like that is it's like... so open interpretation. And here's, here's the problem with this argument of, like, <laughs> government's only role, and Camilla, I want to hear if you, if you have any thoughts on this, but government's only role being to protect you or your rights or the country, right? Well, what if, and this is actually a real-world example, what if someone makes the case that, you know who I think is a threat? Iraq. Maybe we should invade them. Because I think that Iraq's going to be a threat to our, our our rights and our our liberties. You know who else I think is a threat? Uh, the uh, everyone who's who's uh, who's Islamic. I think South America is a threat. Eh, you can make a case that anyone's a threat. Like really, you can bastardize any philosophy that at, at its core, like yeah, government should protect our rights. You, Great, we're you, all on board with that. You can, but we're talking about a system with objective principles. So what you're presenting is an abstract concept with no context. Principles. What you, what you need to have is context. If there is a country that is invading or or threat, threatening the use of force, which is force, then absolutely it is our job to neutralize that force and make it a point to know that anybody who even thinks about or decides to do that, we are going to respond with the utmost of our power oh. so that it doesn't happen. Because, yeah, very, very simple, very reasonable. There yeah. was no debate when the Iraq war happened. Everyone's like, yeah, clearly they're a threat, so we should invade them. Everyone was on board with it. <laughs> Objectively, it, it, should have, it should go further than that. Like, you need to protect yourself. There is no... There is is no middle of the road whatever the hell that means you need to protect but you have to put your trust in this government right and they this government you trust that they have access to intelligence and their intelligence is is trustworthy and and based on their intelligence you're, you're putting your faith in these people because they can't disclose it they can't talk to the public and say what intelligence they have and what their methods are and so on and so forth you just have to trust that they're saying yeah 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 um, they're a threat. They're a threat to our uh, our freedoms. They're a threat to our rights. We're going to invade them. Yeah. Again, this is a government that operates under a set of objective principles. Principles are defined by people. That's people. A- <laughs> people. People decide what principles are. That is by definition subjective. It is not subjective. Principles are objective. Principles. You. There are objective principles. If subjective principles means that Nazis Nazis had principles. All right, they weren't good. They did have principles. They were wrong. They had bad principles. uh, Yeah, they were the wrong ones, implying that there are right ones. The right ones are the ones that the government that protects your property would have. There is no right or wrong. There's good and bad. And that's different. Right, <laughs> right is something. Right is something that everybody agrees. Like, okay, here's something that's right. What do you think, Camilla? Is there is there such thing as as a right principle and wrong principle, or just a good principle and a bad principle? It's so much deeper than I guess. Yeah. That's what we do. We we throw this little curveball at all our yeah. guests right at the end. You mm. thought this was gonna be a fun debate yeah. about depression? <laughs> <laughs> Damn, and I'm so good at talking about depression. Yeah. No, uh, I think. So, yes, you- I think there are right and wrong principles, but. I base that on what I think is okay, right okay, or okay. wrong. Yeah, so subjective. Let me put it to you this way. Yes. You're, you have a friend yeah. who is dating an abusive partner. Mm-hmm. Your part, Their partner is abusing them every day. Yeah. This happens all the time where sure. people don't break up with that partner. They stick with this person right. who's cheating on them, physically, emotionally abusing them. Right. Is your advice, well, subjectively, that's the kind of relationship they want to have. It's not up to me to decide whether or not they like it. You know, objectively, this is a person that should not be with an abusive person. This is not the right thing for them to do. Yet they continue to choose to do it. 
under complete d- delusion that they should stay with this person. You know what the right choice is. There are right choices to be made, and it is your job to judge. That's why I said I like that you, you use judgments a lot. You need to judge a situation and decide if there is a right decision to be made here. And there is. There always is. So um, in that in that example, would you advocate? And I, I agree. You know, that's a, that's a bad relationship or position to put yourself in but in that example would you advocate that somebody should come in and forcefully bust up that relationship no but but if you if this person is coming to you but you know but the point is that it exists like the you know that there is a right choice to be made they may not follow your lead they may not listen to you or take your advice but you can offer them Rucka's favorite new word you can offer them the right solution and they can choose to take i've been offering you guys all the right solutions this oh, entire yeah. episode oh, yeah. now yeah. you can choose to stay with your abusive still can't facebook get girlfriend whole, like don't believe in a marine safe things so place places don't get overfished it's like the theory of the uh the overworked commons you know when you have like if everyone can work an area everybody goes to the own to their ability like their needs so everybody has this like me first mentality and it just ruins it for the long term because everybody satisfies their short-term desires and then it's like then you're fucked then it's like well we don't have those fish anymore yeah, I got a super chat here from someone in the chat room. Uh, New World Order for $2 says, this guy doesn't understand ecology. And again, <laughs> his username is New World Order. Um, <laughs> his, no, his, his username is No World Order. Oh, incredible. No World Order. Oh, my bad. Uh, we got Michael Malice in the chat room. Uh, we, got, we got another one from Pavage Babin for $2 when he was talking about the robot that uh, swiped right on Tinder. He says, that bot turns my floppy disk into a hard drive. Oh. That's good. Clever. Good joke, good joke. It's pretty good. <laughs> it's a pretty good joke. Anyway, guys, we should probably wrap this up. Also, I want to fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we should wrap this up. Me, Dreadmere, and Rucka got uh, Korean barbecue the other day. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah? The conversation very quickly turned into just a podcast episode. It was <laughs> it was so great because it was the exact same kind of cadence that we you know that we used to do, and we we're just like yelling at each other in the, at the top of our lungs in this in this Korean barbecue. Yeah. And Rucka's like <laughs> making inappropriate jokes, and I hit him back with an inappropriate joke, and everyone at the table got quiet. <laughs> so everyone's oh so i'm the asshole now everyone's always busting on me camilla for everything well there's everything. always context so. yeah yeah the context is everyone's just being a jerk <laughs> uh camilla once again thank you for joining us where can people find you uh yeah uh, check me out online if you just type in camilla piva music uh you can find all my sites i'm on spotify and on instagram and facebook and all Congrats. that good stuff yeah my facebook cool. sucks though check out my instagram <laughs> yeah, facebook's garbage facebook's yeah <laughs> facebook's garbage we all agree on that yeah. and uh dreadmere where can people find you you can find me at dreadmere d-r-e-a-d-m-e-r-e on all social media platforms all of them facebook youtube spotify yeah. wait not spotify instagram twitter instagram. i'm on all those things yeah you're you're good that you have a, like a unique name that you were able to get that across the board on everything yeah. i had to like hodgepodge my shit together <laughs> yeah. like my, my twitter's like maddox rules my instagram's real most mostly it's real maddox but twitter's maddox rules just because like i think i made it when yeah. I was 12 there's about like I a did. million camilla pivas and they're all like brazilian either porn stars or like supermodels all of them Damn. yeah google camilla piva same without the with, music uh, at the end and it's pretty funny same thing with ron babcock i bet yeah yeah, yeah I totally total bet. hot bros yeah not ron squat cock i can own all those usernames yeah and ron where can people find you uh hey ron on instagram ron babcock on twitter and you can just listen to my album for free on spotify right now it's called yeah. this guy it's ooh, fantastic ooh. we've been linking to it on the, uh, oh, on thanks, the last man. couple weeks yeah yeah it's great check it out guys and you know where to find me but once again thank you you're listening to <laughs> the Madcast Media Network you sack of shit <laughs>
right. fucked up the ending. Don't edit this out. There we go. Own your mistakes. <laughs> you know, maybe I'll leave that in. Yeah. 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 So once again, Camilla, thank you for joining us. Thank you, guys. Wonderful having you. Check out her music. Thank you to Dreadmere. Yeah. Thank you to the rear admiral of tangents, Ron Babcock. Thank you. But yeah. most of all, you're welcome. <laughs> Hey, this message is for Ron. Uh, actually, I'm an avid uh, audiobook listener, so that Bob Cow. Bob. Fuck! God damn it! <laughs> hey there. Don't forget to subscribe to Madcast Shows on iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast app. Okay, bye! Madcast Media Network. <laughs> <laughs>